0: years at the Greenacres travellers Site near Leighton Buzzard. Today a major TV, online and poster campaign will urge the public to look out for any suspected cases of slavery and to report them. Figures show the number of people identified as victims have more than doubled
1: in the last three years.
0: Two boys have been arrested in Luton after dialing 999 and claiming there'd been a shooting. Armed police and the ambulance service responded while the helicopter
1: was put on standby. More from Lee Agnew. The call was made yesterday morning by the boys who said a man had been shot in the chest. Benfordshire police say that since the start of the summer holidays, there's been an upturn in the amount of unnecessary 999 calls, either by children dialing the number by mistake or by people making hoax ones. They say they've had people reporting a dog running off with a cricket ball, a washing machine that had flooded a kitchen and a neighbour's cooking that's smelly.
0: Israel says it will press ahead with its military offensive in Gaza, despite international criticism of the shelling of a UN-run school in which, 15 people were killed. A military spokesman said the army needed more time to complete the destruction of tunnels it had discovered in Gaza. The head of the union, which represents border staff, has warned that her members feel unprepared to deal with people arriving in the UK suffering from possible cases of Ebola. The current outbreak of the virus has killed almost 700 people in West Africa. Firefighters were called to deal with a car fire in Brickett Wood near St. Albans last night, which had spread to two nearby properties. Crews were called to Moss Side just after 10 in sport, Milton Keynes' long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games' goal to his Olympic title after victory in Glasgow last night.
2: People try and write off the Commonwealth Games and, and say that it's not important. I, I think try saying that to anybody who's won a medal, anybody who's come here tonight and any other athlete who's competed. These are hugely important for, for all kinds of athletes at all different levels, and, and long may it continue.
0: And Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has secured his second gold of the Commonwealth Games with the individual title to add to his team gold. He could claim more gold medals today. The weather, warm and sunny again, but with a chance of a heavy shower later this afternoon, a maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Everybody would dream to live here.
0: Set in the
4: countryside of North Hertfordshire.
3: And all this week, we're featuring Harpenden. Young and old, do integrate in Harpenden. It's all about where you live. There are
5: parks, nice walks around here.
3: It's not a tiny village, it's not a huge town. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Wow.
7: morning, guys. Listen, I've got a headache, but I'm certainly not going to keep banging on about it all. Oh, I am. I am. All morning, I'm going to bang on about this until you are feeling my pain. I want to gouge my left eyeball out and suck on it. Actually, I, I think I wouldn't mind trying that. Is an eye like a... Here's a question for you. Is an eye like a solid ball, or is it kind of like a jelly? if I I were to take my eyeball out and peel the, the flesh off it ultimately what would happen to it? I'd imagine it would smart slightly. Right, this morning electronic fags. They're everywhere. And aren't the people who smoke them arrogant? They are. There's a real arrogance about vapists. Well anyway, turns out one study says they're perhaps not as dangerous as some of you may have thought. I still think that they're arrogant, though. They're arrogant. (laughs) Cops with cameras. Sounds like a low-budget show on satellite TV. Actually, it's coming to a policeman near you. And if you hear a whisper... Give us a shout. shout. yee guys. (laughs) The catchphrase is in. JD has been taking it to the streets, but what does the public make of it? Guys, get in touch this morning. We need your input on this. 08 459 455 555. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: The end silly i don't get the bit at the end are they torturing uh, the, the young michael jackson well he's just getting into his early uh career of going ow he's like five he's like five my boy's four i mean and he sings he's not how many know. number ones has your uh, has your son had? he's not had any well <laughs> this morning four. eh? probably none yet probably still asleep uh, no, he's probably awake now. That's uh, that's life, isn't it? That's life. Children, yeah, they do wake up. Uh, unfortunately, no. Fortunately, what on earth am I saying? Fortunately, they do. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five, five, five is the telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, you're more than welcome. If you hear a shout, whisper. No. If you if if there's a whis- if you hear a whisper. Give us a shout. It's the catchphrase for the show. New catchphrase. Justin Dealey, it's come from producer Paul Scoins. Justin Dealey has taken it to the streets. I'm imagining a lot of uh, success. A lot of positive feedback off the back of that. I'm certainly hoping that that will be the case. Uh, And also, we'll be talking about e-cigarettes... Uh, a little bit later on in the show, there's a certain... I've said this before, there's a study out that, that says they're not that dangerous, but what's, there's a real arrogance about those guys. What's your problem with people who vape? There's, That's va- what it's called, right? Yeah, vapists. There's a real arrogance about them, I find. That it's just because they think they're above the law. They're above. They're better than smokers. They can do whatever they want to do. They think they're better than everybody else. That's where the arrogance comes. I think. Are they think. like
4: reformed smokers <laughs> times a thousand? Yeah, yeah, but worse than that. Wow, like times ten thousand squared to the power of uh, whatever it may be. Whoa. Yeah, I know it's outrageous. I was with a vapist recently. I'm sorry to hear that. And uh, they were they they. I, can you say lit up? I don't know. Is they they they. They booted up their smoke. They booted up their smoke in the middle of a hotel.
7: It's weird. They think they can do that nonsense. Paul, thank you very much indeed for your wonderful insights. Now, the first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched today by the government. Last year, Tommy Connors Sr. and his son Patrick were jailed for holding workers against their will and forcing them to work for years at the Green Acres traveller's site site near Leighton Buzzard. Well, joined in the studio by mother and daughter from Luton, Emma and Gabriella uh, Brining, is Am I saying that properly? That yes, is correct. There we go. We got oh, no, it right. You. Uh, you're you're uh, part of a Christian organisation called Soul Action, which fights against human trafficking. Uh, tell me about Soul Action, Gabriella.
9: Yes, so it's a predominantly Christian charity, um, which is linked to Soul Survivor, which is a C of E church in Watford, and was set up first of all to, with the kind of big aim of alleviating poverty, but through that has kind of taken several different paths and one of them is is human trafficking and and looking at that and trying to help Mm. the issue and just combat it so you're looking at it's they work predominantly internationally so overseas in places like um cambodia for example um where human trafficking is a real issue because it's a lot easier to cross borders and things like that um kind of undetected as it were Mm. So, human trafficking is defined as uh, people being in control of others, um, obviously trafficking them to different places um, against their will, um, and generally um, they're made to do things either legally but usually illegally, mm. um, again, obviously against their will. So, this incorporates things like sex trafficking. So, you've got prostitution, um, which is very much you know young girls and women who are affected by this, um, You've got sl- like slave labour, for example, which is more uh, for the male, co- for the male population mm. um, and other things like that. And you can incorporate things like drugs as
7: well. You went to see uh, Theresa May. Yes. recently. Well, how did that go?
9: So that was on the 6th of November. And we went up as a small group of us, a sole action. We'd formed a petition. Um, and had loads and loads of people signing it, which was wonderful, mm. um, basically just set out a, a kind of modern slavery bill um, because we felt that the current laws against it weren't quite effective enough, um, and we wanted to do more, particularly for the victims of trafficking, um, because obviously, as I said before, a lot of them are forced into uh, doing illegal things mm. like prostitution, like working illegally, um, and consequent- consequently when the um they're found out these kind of circles or whatever um many of the people trafficked. Many of the victims are imprisoned for the crimes they oh, commit.
7: Oh, they're the ones being punished. Yeah. Exactly. Even though they've been forced into yeah. those positions. Exactly,
9: yeah. which, is, which is completely horrific.
7: Emma, there's the, the, it's a big campaign that's being launched. It's a poster campaign, a TV campaign. Is, it, is that going to make much of a difference? We know it's wrong. Yes. So is, it, is it posters and, and TV adverts, is that going to change things, do you think?
10: Oh, I think so. I, I mean, the bill has cross-party support. It's been making its way through the House of Commons. Um, so it, it's had its second reading. It's back in committee stage, mm. um, it will go to report and then it will go to the House of Lords, they go through the same process again and then go to royal assent so sh- it should hopefully be law before the next election and what, it do- what the modern slavery bill does um, is it deals with these issues because at the moment they are being dealt with through bits of legislation in a variety of acts which are sort of scattered and it brings it all together. So as Gabriella was saying, at the moment what's happening is the victim, as the laws stand, Mm. get criminalised and the traffickers themselves... Uh, the law can't adequately deal with them. So, for example, one of the things that the bill will do is it will increase the term, a sentence that a judge can pass from 14 years to life. So it certainly makes it more criminally severe for somebody to be involved in trafficking, whether that's, as you say, trafficking for labour or for sexual purposes. And how
7: big a problem is it in this country?
10: Well, a conservative estimate would be 10,000 people involved in some form of slave labour
7: In this country? In this country. Gosh, Okay.
10: Um, But the truth is we don't have an accurate figure. In terms of prostitution, again, we wouldn't have an entirely accurate figure. If you talk to police forces, they'll be aware that girls are trafficked, younger girls. In Luton, um, there's a Christian charity called um, Azalea, which deals with girls uh, being prostituted. Yes, yeah, we're aware of this yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they and, they, and they obviously can be trafficked up from London. You know, they'll be trafficked into Luton from London. Mm. So they're teenagers. You know, they're y- young teenagers, some mm. of them. Um, so I think b- by strengthening the power of the police and the courts to deal with this, and Parliament as well, and raising awareness, then it actually means that we can actually deal with it effectively internally through the Home Office, which has obviously <clears throat> put the bill together. Um, but then obviously linking up with other governments other police forces interpol and so on to deal with people who've been trafficked into this country for those purposes
7: we're running out of time gabriella very quickly why is this why is this so important to you why are you involved
10: um i just feel very
9: passionate about it um i guess to me i connect somewhat particularly with the sex trafficking to the girls who are trafficked obviously because they're my age um, they're they're very similar to me in a lot of ways. Um, when I first heard about human trafficking, I was 16 years old, and I kind of and I thought to myself, I was like, well, I'm I'm well educated, you know, I'm intelligent, and I I haven't heard about this, mm. you know, um, why why is that? Um, and I just thought, you know, well, if if I haven't heard about it, then none of my friends are going to have, you know, it's just it's this issue of ignorance, I think, for a lot of people. And like you were even asking about kind of how big a problem is it in the UK mm. kind of shows we, we just don't know and even if people do know about it they think it's kind of oh it's over the border it's overseas you know it's not really anything yeah. to do with me but actually it's right on people's doorsteps mm. and they just don't realise so for me that's that's a great
7: issue. Yeah, if people want to find out more about Soul Action where can they go?
10: Uh, soul Action website uh, www.soulaction.org I believe <laughs> but there are lots of other charities who have been petitioning the Home Office on this issue mm. um, and dealing with with human slavery in all its myriad forms.
7: I wish you the best of luck, you. you know, and I, I, I don't think anyone could argue with that. Thank you so much for coming Pleasure. in at a ridiculous time of the morning as well. <laughs>
8: it's much appreciated.
7: 617, let's get the travel.
8: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. So far this morning,
11: taking a look across the speed sensors across the three counties, everything looks to be moving rather well so far this morning. Do expect some delays on the M1 Luton Spur between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport as those major roadworks continue there. In St Albans, St Peter Street at the moment is closed between the High Street and Catherine Street. That's due to some roadworks that are taking place there, so do be aware of that. The A414 so far moving well around the Park Street Roundabout. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola,
7: thank you very much. Well, Emma and Gabriella, uh, they can come again. Kells, have you seen what they've left us in the... They, they've left a deposit in the studio, have you seen? They've left what? They've left loads of cakes. <gasps> mm,
12: they've left loads of really posh cakes. Wait, for us? Or for, you, for me. they left them behind.
7: They've left... Well, it doesn't matter. It's it's now my booty. Did
12: they say these are for you or did they just leave them?
7: They didn't... They. It doesn't matter.
12: Maybe they meant to pick them up and take no, them somewhere it, it, us No, let's
7: not... Let's, no, 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 no. no. Ollie Martins is coming in later. Let's see what he brings. Right, 6.18. It's uh, Thursday, the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been airlifted to hospital after being pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. The first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched by the government. And in sport, Milton Keynes' long jumper, Greg Rutherford, has done a long jump and won one of them gold medals in it.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Now, if you've missed any of my last 50 years in broadcasting... Hello, good evening and welcome. Caroline South, Tony Blackburn here with you. A few more days isn't going to make much difference. On Friday night, I celebrated my broadcasting milestone with the whole of the country.
13: I can say with my hand on my heart that Tony Blackburn is one of my favourite
8: of all time. And if you didn't hear any of it, or did hear it, and want to hear it again, it's all available online for you. I just love broadcasting, I love radio. 50 years of me being on your radio. Warmest
14: congratulations on your
8: 50. Well done. Keep going. You, you must get on to the century. Available until Friday at bbc.co.uk slash
7: threecountiesradio. I'm just trying to rip my way into this cake box and I look like an animal. I look like a, 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 a deranged animal trying to get my way in. It's stuck down very cleverly.
12: Do you need any help? <laughs>
7: no. Um, and I did look a little bit desperate and as I was doing it, uh, Emma and Gabriella just walked past the window and saw me. Saw me in my weakest, most pathetic moment. <laughs> and all I could think to do was just stick my thumbs up and go.
15: Yeah. yeah
7: thanks for the cake. Thanks for the cakey. We built
15: this city.
7: Oh, nice switch, Carls. We
15: built this city on rock and roll built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. My face, say you don't care who goes to that kind of place, knee deep in the hoopla, sinking in your fight.
7: Song in it, Deeley. i rock and roll.
15: roll. I
7: love that track. We built this, this city. city. Boom shaka laka laka. We, we built, this, built city, this city on rock and roll. We built this city. Hey Justin. Yes, boss. If you hear a whisper, yeah, give us a shout. You got it, fella. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that a bit later on. Mm. But before that, Justin, something that really does get my wick, gets my goat, gets right up my hooter: a major scientific review into the use of electronic cigarettes, e-fags has found that their potential benefits outweigh the harm they can cause. The use of the devices has more than tripled since 2012, up from 700,000 people to more than 2 million
16: smug vapists. (laughs) They (laughs) are (laughs) smug, aren't they, Justin? Yes, I mean, I've been in Harpenden, the home of our big tour. I I was trying to find some of these vapists. It it took me a while. Some of them wouldn't talk to me. Do you know why? Because they thought I was going to interrogate them. You haven't got any interrogation skills at all. Exactly. Exactly. So, straight away, they're on the defensive. Yes. Um, I, I did find a <laughs> couple of vapists who, who agreed to talk to me about their habit, and, of course, they are still taking nicotine into yeah, their body. About, about their addiction, yes. Yep. Yep. And uh, also, some of the techniques they use not to get caught. Oh. You're going to be fascinated by this. Here's what these people had to say. Well, it's,
13: as far as I know, harmless. Uh, it contains nicotine, which is no more of a poison than caffeine. Uh, the rest of the ingredients are food flavourings and uh, glycol, which is what is used in asthma inhalers. So,
16: I mean, more and more places are banning them now. For, for example, a lot of football grounds have banned them, a lot of pubs have banned them. Even this week, the BBC have banned them. What do you think about that? Well, being naked's banned
13: as well in public, but it doesn't mean it's a bad thing in, a, in and of itself. So, yeah, I mean, they can ban people who've not got the tops on, ban people who are wearing roller skates.
16: It's up to them, but then if sufficient people go somewhere else, then they'll lose out. The thing is, though, as you say, you're technically doing nothing wrong. You're not smoking, so if you got told in a pub, sorry, you can't vape in here, would you do it anyway?
13: There are ways to do it, yeah, without being noticed. I mean, the main reason you get caught for smoking in a pub would be the smell of burning tobacco. So if you use this sort, which doesn't light up, doesn't look like a cigarette, uh, if you do what's called double inhaling, then you don't produce any vapour. So they're not going to see any vapour, they're not going to smell anything, and they're not going to see a, a lit end of a cigarette.
16: So it'd be... So clearly you used to ignore the rules then?
13: No, no, no. You can also buy new li- liquids now that produce much less vapour mm. so that you, you can't be spotted.
17: They're just like smoking a normal cigarette. Mm. That The hit you get off them is exactly the same as smoking a cigarette. I'm sure people would beg to differ with that, yeah. but, um, yeah, and I've done sort of two months now without cigarette and I was a real big smoker having a glass of wine.
16: How does it make you feel when people say to you in a pub or in a football ground or wherever, and they say, sorry, you can't smoke that in here.
17: That's fine. That's fine. I haven't got such an addiction that I need to do that.
16: I spoke to somebody a moment ago I said, there's certain ways of getting round it. Yeah. You don't seem to have that arrogance about you, to be fair.
17: No, I don't. And I do know people that have sat on a plane with them being told not to smoke them, and they blow the you know, the vapour in their handbag. Mm. But, yeah, no, if, if you can't, some people yeah. don't like it, you know. People don't like that effect of that puff in the air. So, you know, if that's, that's the case, then fair enough.
16: So you can see where Ian's coming from. Yeah, Despite yeah. you being at a good girl you, you can you can see what why some of these vapors give the others yeah. a bad name because yeah. they just think well i can do what i want
17: i think it's uh, respect you've got to respect other people's opinions and points of view on them so um yeah i like them <laughs> and if i want to smoke it somewhere i will do but you know within reason
7: i'm not going to go on twitter with this one justin mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i'll tell you why because the last time i went on twitter and said something vaguely controversial about e-cigarettes and how i thought everyone who smoked them was arrogant and they were still addicted to nicotine and they were still putting money in the pockets of the uh, nicotine companies, um, I got so much abuse.
16: But why? Because you are dealing there, I- in fact not fiction.
7: It, and exactly. I, and I follow you in that respect. <laughs> the, the, the three <laughs> most, uh, I t- in reverse order, okay, mm, the mm. three most uh, amounts of abuse I've had when I've said something on Twitter, uh, number three, it was um, uh, I was getting abuse from people who didn't believe in homeopathy, even though I didn't believe in homeopathy, they still attacked me. Yep. Number two, it was like last night when I made a, a, a comment that maybe we should impose sanction on Israel Right. But I got, I've got i had more comments uh, from vapists about mm. vaping and how they're doing no harm
16: <sighs> and how I'm ignorant. For goodness sake. And you heard there in that piece there, but people just ignore the rules. Certain ways of getting round these things If somebody says to you, you can't vape here, if that's a pub, well quite simply, you go outside. These people think that it's their right to break the rules. And I would actually compare them to cyclists. Now oh. it, that that, that may sound strange, but but straight away, if I go out and do a report for you about cyclists, that they yeah. think before the microphone is even turned on that we're going to interrogate them, the world's against them. And people that smoke these e-cigarettes, they're exactly the same. But guys, you are still putting nicotine into your body. And interesting, Justin, uh, that both cyclists
7: and vapists think you're going to interrogate them. Mm. Both of them. Very, very smug people.
16: Mm. In my experience, in my experience, no, yeah, but I'm sure they're not all like no, that. No, I'm sure most of mm. them are.
7: Scores, you want to say something? Sorry, I'm not sure where you're going with this. I'm just saying that cyclists and vapists are very smug. Why? Are we, why are they smug? Because they think they're better than everyone else. Oh, we're saving the planet. Maybe or we're are. not driving in a car. We're not smoking a cigarette I'm on a bike. Maybe they are. Well, maybe they're not.
4: Have you ever stopped to think that maybe they are?
7: Have you ever stopped to think that maybe they're not? Thank you for that, Justin. Cheers, boss. If you hear a whisper,
8: give us a shout. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: Building up a little bit in patches at the moment on the speed sensors on the Great North Road, approaching the Black Cat roundabout, where those roadworks continue there. The M25 between Junction 25 Enfield and Junction 27, the M11, there's narrow lanes in place for roadworks that are taking place. I do expect some delays there. Also in Beaconsfield, resurfacing works taking place on the A40 London Road between Park Lane and the Aylesbury end. So do expect some delays there. So far, taking a look at the local live departure boards for the trains, everything looks to be moving right rather well nicola richards bbc three counties radio
8: across beds hearts and bugs
3: this is bbc three counties radio
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A young woman has been pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Police say the woman, believed to be in her 20s, was airlifted to hospital in Oxford in a serious condition. The first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched by the government and two boys have been arrested in Luton after dialling 999 and claiming there'd been a shooting. Armed police and the ambulance service Responded while the helicopter was put on standby. Three Counties Sports.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Milton Keynes' long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games goal to his Olympic title after victory in Glasgow last night. He hopes it shows he's not just a one-hit wonder.
2: It's the start of Point Proven. Um, a bit frustrated with my round four because I actually think that would have been a very, very big jump. And I think I'm starting to rediscover that form I had at the start of the year. Um, so I think it'll be Point Proven if I can now go to the Europeans and perform well there
0: and Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has added the men's individual gold to his team gold.
18: I was quite nervous you know, going through all them pieces um, being out of crowd and support kept it going for all of us and uh, you know I just I wasn't paying much attention to the scores I was just literally focused on my job and uh, hoping to put out clean routines and uh, you know, it's an amazing feeling competing with these guys and um, to be standing on that podium
0: And Whitlock is aiming for more gold medals today in the floor pommel horse and rings finals. Also last night Harfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won her 200 metres heat to progress into tonight's semi-finals. Milton Keynes' Chris Clark is in the men's 200 metres semis. Watford lost 1-0 to Coventry and last night's friendly at Boreham Wood, his manager Beppe Sonino. I
15: would like to uh, always win. So, uh, you know, happy when we uh, lost, but... Uh, this result can um, be uh, very important because uh, we think for better the next time for uh, the first match.
0: M.K. Dons and Luton have been given first-round buys in the Johnstons' paint trophy. Stevenage and Wickham will have first-round ties. The draw takes place on August the 16th. And the Football League will trial the use of vanishing spray in the trophy, as used by referees in the World Cup. And England's cricketers require six more wickets on the final day of the third test against India to win the match and square the series at one-all. The Tourists, who are chasing a world-record target of 445, close day four on 112 for four. BBC Three Counties News Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven.
3: Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio.
15: <laughs>
7: Hello, Scointy. <laughs> hey. I am slightly delirious because I have got a terrible headache. Yeah, uh, if you notice uh, me yawning a lot, that means I'm getting a migraine. Oh. The, the yawn is the, the uh, MS, the migraine signifier. Um, and if you notice me slowing my words a bit later on, w- we're in trouble. At what point do I call the uh, emergency services? Emergency services are not required. Right. Unless I'm uh, really uh, in a lot of pain. And then, okay. then call them then, probably. What have you got in the papes? Well... Le um, papier. Le papier de... Uh, de samedi de Mondredi. Oui. Uh, le post... Punch-up between two of the world's fayest stars. Fayest? They are so fay. <laughs> fay Justin Bieber uh-huh. versus fay Orlando Bloom yeah. in a fay fo fight. fay Fi Fo fight. What have they done? Why? One is a Hollywood uh, megastar. The other is a pop sensation. But one, one thing is certain, Orlando Bloom and Justin Bieber don't get along. Hmm. And if Bieber was in any doubt, he was firmly reminded of it when Bloom allegedly swung a punch at him in a VIP-packed Ibiza restaurant this week. The Pirates of the Caribbean star reportedly went for Bieber but then thought better of it, let down his guard and backed away. So basically what he did was he made a (laughs) fist, pulled his arm back (laughs) and then bottled it. That's what he did, Bloom the bottler. So they didn't have a fight. Justin was at one table and Orlando at another A source told the Page Six showbiz This is written by Alicia Alicia Roche Who's a friend of mine Right? I can't believe that she's getting paid to write this guff (laughs) I mean I'm really proud that she's doing so well for herself (laughs) But when Bieber When Bieber and his party Were later walking past Bloom's table Orlando refused to shuck Bieber's hand Bieber said something pretty rude to Orlando Oh yeah What, What could he possibly have said? Well, maybe... But they were in a restaurant, right? Yeah, sure, why not? I didn't read... I've forgotten the story already. <laughs> I've tur- that's how uh, limp that is. I've turned away from the story and I've forgotten it. I was trying to segue
4: into a restaurant story... Please do. ...in the mail and several other papers. But um, when you've gone to restaurants, do you, do you, have you noticed of late that uh, they're, they're getting overly descriptive? These sort of... On. ...furnished on a bed of prime, juicy rice beads... Plucked from the rice beads, rice beads yeah. plucked from the hands of uh, young, uh, newbile women who have picked these Whoa. Whoa. overly descriptive menus. I think it all started with the M and S adverts. You yeah, know, this isn't just a, this is a prime-cut piece of beef hung for forty years in a. Oh,
7: you're really getting off on this, aren't you? Apparently,
4: though, it does work. An American University has found that diners actually believe that their uh, dishes taste better the more elaborate the description. And they're actually better sellers. So if you are a restaurant owner, then, you
7: know, no. no. I had um, some macaroni cheese last night from Tesco's. It was fine. It was macaroni. It was cheese. Beautiful. Wacked it in the microwave. Five minutes. Wallet. Bish bash bosh. In your face. Let's have some of that. Delicious. There was no, there was no uh, poncing around with the language or anything. It was, it was two words. It told me what it was. It, it, was um, it did exactly what it said on the tin. It came in a plastic packet. You can put a, microwave, uh, a tin in a microwave. That's don't, insane. No, because it hurts the microwave. Ever? Don't do this, by the way. Have you ever got a cup of water, a light bulb? Oh. Put the light bulb in the cup of water. Don't do this, by the way. Put it in the microwave... And uh, switched it on for just a few short seconds. No, because you shouldn't do that. No, you should never do that. But the light bulb lights up. Wow. Isn't that you'd amazing? Ex- well, you'd expect it to, I suppose. Yes, it's amazing. Cliff Richard is a Barbadian now. Is he? <laughs> Did you know that? I didn't know that. He's changed... This is to this A is friend of mine was telling me last night. He t- and I just checked it. It's true. He's changed his nationality to Barbadian. Cliffy is now Barbadian. He spends a lot of time in the Caribbean. Well, I, I suppose he does, but... But exactly. But why... Why would he become a Barbadian? It can't be for... T- it, could it be for tax?
4: I don't know. Pop. I wouldn't even dare suggest it was for tax.
7: I wouldn't dare suggest any reason that he may have done it. But it's interesting, that. It is. He's Barbadian. He's you know, in the last sort of two years or so. It's very interesting. One in three Britons would refuse to take in an elderly parent. You know when you get a story... Oh, here come, here come the pills. Thanks, guys. You know when you get a story where they get one thing... And then another thing that's not really connected, and they put it together as though it's a shocking fact. Yes. One in three Britons would refuse to take in an elderly parent, but number taking in lodgers doubles in five years. No. I don't see the correlation between those two things. It's completely... Well, a third of Britons would refuse to let their elderly parents move in with them if they need a full-time care, but soaring numbers are choosing to take in a lodger as long as they're willing to pay for it. Well, the there two, you go. That's, we, that's the reason. It's, well, it's two reasons. Mm-hmm. One is... There's money involved. Yeah. Two is, you're probably not going to have to wipe the lodger's bum. Well, yes, arguably. D- d- you know, unless they're paying over the odds, in which case. <laughs> but I don't see what the two... I don't see why this has been made into a story, Becky Barrow, business, business correspondent, bullshine correspondent, <laughs> more like... <laughs> well, then what's that got to do with it? I don't see the connection. Well, is that the male? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, they're not averse to
4: putting two stories together and making another, oh, are well, they? What you got? Um, right. So this is on page twenty-nine. This is in the life section. So it's a features, but uh, what they've done is they've compared two cricketers with beards. One Muslim, one old and not here anymore. So they've compared
7: W.D.G. Grace
4: and the W.D.G. Grace can't... W... W.D. Forty W.D. Four W. Mr Grace Yes
7: from, from Are You Being Served?
4: Wow That's a blast from the past And current test star Moeen Ali And their only connection Apart from the fact that they So there are two connections They uh, both support okay. uh, Free Palestine Their three connections are that uh, They've both got beards They both play for England And they're both cricketers And uh, the story is similar
7: You could bit. have narrowed that down to two By saying they've both got beards They both play cricket for England There's two or three similarities between the two.
4: I think you're arguing the toss, cricket term. I'm glad it was a cricket term; otherwise, you'd have got a punch. Similar beards, but two very different Englishmen. They've literally gone through all of their different, uh, you know, characteristics. It's like a, it's like a top trump's card. What a strange thing to do.
7: Can I ask a question of the listener and of you? Mm. I've been handed some some pills, and I'm going to take some pills live on air. Could be explosive. Every time I open a packet of pills this happens i get the end with the um, the instructions folded over do you know what? Uh. every time i get the end with the instructions folded over i never on first open get the end without the instructions folded over meaning i can remove it what, every time what you
4: should do is for, for to test yeah. is that you before you
7: open it yeah. so go to the end you were going to open it really yeah. yeah 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 trust me i know what i'm doing Trust me, trust me. Do you want Do you want this show to last till nine o'clock? What you should do is you should. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hardcore.
4: I'm from Slough. I'm okay. hardcore. <laughs> what you should do is you should go to the end you work end to open it. Stop and then go to the other end.
7: I've done that and it doesn't work. What? It's insania. It doesn't work. Kels, do you have you have you noticed this phenomenon?
12: You know when you're looking at it. Yeah. Are you opening the end as if you were reading from uh, left to right?
7: Which end do you think will have the instructions on?
12: I would think right.
7: Mm, Which is what it was. Is that interesting? Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll try that in the future. Thanks, girls. Should can
12: open it from left from now on?
7: Yeah. Why not? Why not? I I I like your pants. Mm?
12: How can you see them from there?
7: No, I'm being. um, You call ladies' trousers trousers, pants. My trousers. Yeah, you're wearing high-waisted pants.
12: I am. Thanks. And I like them. They're great. Great look. Thanks.
7: It's a compliment. It's, it's a compliment.
12: What's your beef? No, it's only because you're saying it in an angry way.
7: I, it's because I'm angry.
12: Oh, not about my pants. Yes. You're angry about my pants? Yes. Why? I couldn't
7: carry those off. <laughs> I've heard no, a whisper. Take them. I've heard a whisper. I'm going to give you a shout. Mm. I've not heard a whisper. I've not heard any whispers. That's the problem, you see. Oh. But if you've heard a whisper, dear listener, give us a shout. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Here's a chap who had loads of whispers. Elvis Presley, I didn't make sense.
15: Baby, you're getting closer The lights are going I can feel Feel it.
8: and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting
11: to build up now in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. Just checking on the M25 itself, it's moving rather freely, not seeing any major problems or delays to report. The A1M's moving well and checking on the local live departure boards for the trains and they look to be moving rather well, not getting any reports of any delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Where's my heads? Where's my heads? There's my heads. Oh, don't forget the weather. 6:46, Thursday, the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been airlifted to hospital after being pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5:30 yesterday afternoon. The first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched by the government. And in sport, Milton Keynes' long jumper, Greg Rutherford, has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title. 6.46, let's get the weather with Wendy.
19: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: Good morning and what a delightful start to the day we've got out there. It's been a bit fresher overnight, so we're starting with temperatures around 13 or 14 degrees. We've got some beautiful sunshine. I don't think we're going to hold on to it th- through the whole day, but it's certainly something to enjoy for the morning. Temperatures today will get to around 23, 24 degrees Celsius, so feeling nice and warm once again. But we will see rather more cloud in the sky as the afternoon progresses and through the evening there's a risk that we could catch one or two showers. They'll be very well isolated, I think, for for most of us across the three counties we will have a dry day today overnight well it will stay dry there will be clear skies this is not good news I know for the gardeners but it looks like it will be dry and temperatures will be around 15 degrees celsius so warmer than last night fine start to the day tomorrow and again it clouds over through the afternoon so by the evening time we will have uh, fairly overcast skies maybe with one or two showery outbreaks of rain here and there as well but again they're not going to come to very much until temperatures tomorrow will be hovering around the 22 23 degree mark as for the weekend well we were watching a low pressure system working its way in from the atlantic it looks like it's going to bring the worst of the rain uh, until the western parts of the uk leaving us with something slightly drier and brighter but that is liable to change again as we go through the next 24 hours so keep an ear out for the weather forecast and i'll keep you updated Nick Koffer, across Beds,
3: Hearts
20: and Bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about Beds, Hearts and Bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind you, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Koffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's
21: Langley Fire Brigade.
3: Nick Coffer, Across Beds, Hearts well. and Bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: One has to ask, mm. what are the many... If that's just one of the mysteries <laughs> what are the others? of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade, what are the... First of all, what is that one? Yeah. Secondly, what are the others? Thirdly... Was that man a ghost? Sound <laughs> sounded like a he ghost. He sounded like a ghost. Let's ask uh, Kelly Betts, who is uh, not many people know this, is the uh, BBC Three Counties Radio Mystery of Fire Stations. Um, I know technically you're the Mystery of Fire Stations expert, but this is a mm. mystery of, of uh, Abbott's Langley Fire Service. Yeah. What is that mystery? That. What? That. What do you mean?
12: That was the mystery.
15: Oh, flipping <laughs> it.
22: money My hair
7: anymore but when she did boy oh boy did she use it nina simone there and ain't got no from the musical from which musical from which musical guys justin this uh, hair yeah oh, it's well in done. there i lo- i've told you my hair so about when i took my mum to see hair maybe i've not told you this paul <clears throat> took my mum t- i love hair hair is is one of my favorite musicals is my only favorite is my favorite musical and i've got the original british the original american the film soundtrack I've got 5 different versions of the hair soundtrack Ooh. I love it I love it that much right I think it's genuinely I think it's a masterpiece uh, and I took my mum to see her maybe two years ago, right? Now, she's in a wheelchair. So when you're in a... Uh, you, by the way, if you want to get cheap seats in the theatre, take someone in a wheelchair. The carer either goes free or half price. Good. And they're great good seats. Good It's a good tip. Mm. So I took my mum to see her, So she's in the wheelchair. I think I got free seat for that one for me because I was a carer. Anyway, so she's up in the balcony, and she's right by the edge at the balcony. Okay, She's at the front of the balcony and by the aisle. Okay, mm-hmm. And, of course, there's a scene in here. Where um they strip off and they kind of wander out into the audience in the nuddy right? Wow. And so I'm there with my mum and there's this naked fella. So you're my mum in a wheelchair, Paul, right? Okay. And there's this naked, let the sun shine and he's walking around towards her let... and she's there, the balcony's in front of her. He puts his leg up on the balcony. Oh. Let the sunshine shine oh. in. Oh. Let everything is flapping oh. around Sheesh. inches from my mum's face.
4: How, how did she feel?
7: <laughs> she, uh, with both hands. No, she, <laughs> she said to me uh, in the interval, I've not seen one of those for years. <laughs> <do I?" laughs> Absolutely terrible. Anyway, Justin. Yeah, we're not here to talk about um, actors. No, exactly. She tried. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so listen. We've got a new catchphrase for the show that Paul Scoins has stolen from an elderly Cliff Richard fan. uh, 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 Scoins remind us of this catchphrase, please. Leave it brief. uh,
16: What? Just Paul. Yeah, could be a long answer.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ian. Last last week we did a piece of. If you
7: hear a whisper, give us a shout. Is that it?
15: Yeah.
16: Okay. Now, Justin, I think this is a cracking idea. Mm. Uh, you, you're not convinced, are you? No, I'm not convinced at all. I mean, obviously, James Whale, well, one of our BBC colleagues, he's got The Only Way is Whale, well, which is, you know, that's quite good. If you hear a whisper, <laughs> give us is, a shout. Hang on, Justin. What yeah. is that, that? That gets you nothing back. Yeah, but he's based in Essex. Yeah, but... What, so it's based on The Only Way is Essex, The Only Way is Whale. Well. It's simple but effective. This, they're two ours, different things. You do... If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. So what I've done, I've, um, I've taken this one to the streets. I'm looking forward the, to the, this The so slogan much. of our breakfast show. I've taken it to Harpenden, the home of our big tour, to get some feedback. I was smart for harps yesterday.
7: <laughs> Here's what happened. Hey,
16: Kieran, you well? Yeah. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. So I don't... what? If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Oh, okay. Does it work? What? The... uh, The slogan. What's... Oh, whi... Yeah. So, what's the slogan again? Um, whisper. Give a... Oh, no. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. All right. Say that again for us. (sighs) Here... If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Come on, put some passion into it. Come on. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Yes. Morning, sir. If you, um... If you hear a whisper... Give us a shout. No, can't hear any. I'm not. I'm not that sharp on the hearing, actually. Okay. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Hello. Hey, Michael. How are you? Fine. Lovely hearing, by the way. Yes. Quite, that's quite long, isn't it? Yeah. Michael, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Goodbye. Oh, but Michael, do you don't. You, you don't know what it's about. I don't want to know either. No, no. It's a slogan to our breakfast show, Michael. Do you like it? No. My, oh. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Hey, Tim, you're, you're a Keeney and Lee fan, aren't you? I certainly am, yeah, certainly am. Good man. So, the new slogan, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Is that working for you? Slightly, slightly, only slightly. Oh. Yeah. How can we up our game, then?
21: If you hear it, cheer it. If you hear it, cheer I it. Hear it. What about that? Really? Yeah, I think that's
16: the one. I don't have a clue what you're going on about, mate. If you hear a whisper, yeah. give us a shout you've lost me it's the um so i thought word had got out about this already it's I'm um here, so i'm not from around this area where do you live at uh, stevenage oh right you're still local and vocal <laughs> what are you on about if you hear a whisper give us a shout no i can't hear i must be going deaf or no, something no, no, no. Right. about what What about anything happening locally really oh, it's well. um it's the slogan to our breakfast show all oh, right you, you don't seem What's to your be your name my name's justin Oh, Justin. Oh, yes, i heard you on the radio, Justin. (laughs) So as a listener, this slogan, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Would that get you to phone the radio station about local stories? No, if I knew any local stories, but I'm very old and people don't tell me whispers. I've got to be honest with you, this slogan's not working on you, is it? It's not, no. I will give you a ring, though, Justin. Yeah? You look very handsome and Thank you. And, <laughs> it's
5: got I, I mean, I, I'm surprised that you,
16: you don't pick out the women. And yeah. The fellas are not, not unless you're a little bit like that. Sorry, you're not like yeah, that. Yes. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go there, Harry. <laughs> oh, OK. Lovely to meet you, So, Take and care. And you. Cheers. Yeah, take care. Interesting uh, twist at the end there. Mm. Uh, so basically people
7: weren't really digging it? Uh,
16: no, they weren't. Um, oh. I think, you, you know, when it comes to a slogan, as soon as you, you mention it to people, um, that they should know what you're talking about. And secondly, they should be able to repeat that slogan. <laughs> Sadly, when I took it to the streets, um, it didn't really work.
4: Don't uh, don't make me get an advertising executive on to critique our own slogan. It works. Mm, people, it clearly doesn't. If people hear a whisper about what's going on, they give us a shout. That's
7: it's maybe and that and just for the, just to clarify, it could be a drug crime, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. murder. Uh, or a little bit of gossip, not libelous. a goss, bit gossip. Bit gossip. If you, if if that is whispered to you, not literally, maybe literally, mm. then shout to us, not literally, definitely not literally in that case. So, um, uh, literal, but or not literal, and definitely not literal. Mm. I'll give it a week.
16: uh, So you know, to be fair, let's see if any whispers come in today off the back of that. I don't think they will, but Um, again, I could be proved wrong. Okay, well, I'm 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 kind of sitting on
7: the fence. My 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 legs are dangling in uh, Paul's garden, (laughs) but my buttocks are hanging over your side of the fence. Just (laughs) yes, yes, well put. Thank you very much indeed.
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 at Luton Spur,
11: building up in patches at the moment between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabouts and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. Those major roadworks are continuing there. The M25 heading anti clockwise on the speed sensors, starting to build between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also looking rather slow on the sensors between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16, the M40. The A414 so far moving rather well around the Park Street roundabout. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much. Lots coming up on the show, including Commonwealth gold medalist Greg Rutherford. Milton Keynes We'll have some of that Local and vocal
8: across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, woman airlifted to hospital after another lake incident, clamp down on human trafficking and slavery, and Commonwealth Golds for Milton Keynes and Hemel Hempstead stars.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: A young woman has been pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Police say the woman, believed to be in her 20s, was airlifted to hospital in Oxford in a serious condition. One-year-old man died there on Friday evening. Also last week, a 13-year-old boy died in the River Thames in Buckinghamshire and a 16-year-old boy drowned in a lake at Clophill in Bedfordshire. The first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched by the government. Last year, a father and son from a Bedfordshire Traveller family were jailed for enforced labour and servitude. More from Tony Fisher. Tommy Connors Sr. and his son Patrick were imprisoned for holding workers against their will and forcing them to work for little or no pay for many years at the Greenacres Traveller's site near Leighton Buzzard. Today, a major TV, online and poster campaign will urge the public to look out for any suspected case of slavery and to report them. Figures show the number of people identified as victims have more than
1: doubled in the last three years.
0: Two boys have been arrested in Luton after dialling 999 and claiming there'd been a shooting. Armed police and the ambulance service responded while the helicopter was put on standby.
1: More from Lee Agnew. The call was made yesterday morning by the boys who said a man had been shot in the chest. Benfordshire police say that since the start of the summer holidays, there's been an upturn in the amount of unnecessary 999 calls, either by children dialing the number by mistake or by people making hoax ones. They say they've had people reporting a dog running off with a cricket ball, a washing machine that had flooded a kitchen and a neighbour's cooking that's smelly.
0: Israel says it will press ahead with its military offensive in Gaza, despite international criticism of the shelling of a UN-run school in which 15 people were killed. A military spokesman said the army needed more time to complete the destruction of tunnels it had discovered in Gaza. The head of the union, which represents border staff, has warned that her members feel unprepared to deal with people arriving in the UK suffering from possible cases of Ebola. The current outbreak of the virus has killed almost 700 people in West Africa. Firefighters were called to deal with a car fire in Brickett Wood near St Albans last night, which had spread to two nearby properties. Crews were called to Moss Side just after 10.30. In sport, Milton Keynes' long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title after victory in Glasgow last night.
2: People try and write off the Commonwealth Games and, and say that it's not important. I, I think try saying that to anybody who's won a medal, anybody who's come here tonight and any other athlete who's competed. These are hugely important for for all kinds of athletes at all different levels and, and long may it continue.
0: And Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has secured his second gold of the Commonwealth Games with the individual title to add to his team gold. He could claim more golds today. The weather warm and sunny again with a chance of a heavy shower later this afternoon. A maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself is absolutely beautiful. It it's All about where you live. It's
6: got history
3: and it's
23: uh, got modernism as well.
3: And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. I find
5: it a very friendly place, not threatening in any way.
3: I like going to Harpenden, visiting my grandparents. The big tour of Beds, Hearts and Bucks, BBC Three
7: Counties Radio. Hey, i Chuck. Morning. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. By the way, if you've just tuned in, you've missed one of the best pieces that I think Justin Dealey has ever uh, done. Hello, Just. Hey, 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 hey! I've got to say, mate, that was yeah. brilliant. Oh, thank you. That, that, was, that was very, very funny. I appreciate the comments and w- feedback. We're going to put it out as an audio, Boo, as well. Oh, really? So people will be able to carry it around in their pockets. Excellent. I'm slightly worried, but that's excellent. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Thank you very much indeed. Other stuff on the show today, electronic cigarettes. Well, the study has shown that maybe they're not as bad as people thought, but, 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 but. They may not be so bad for your health, but they're bad for your attitude, aren't they? What is it about vapists that makes them so smug? Cops with cameras. And also we get to the bottom of the rotten smell in Tring. Don't forget if you hear a whisper... Give us give us a shout. You gotta be really gotta be quicker with that, guys. Kelly's still not even said it yet. Got, there's if you hear if you hear a whisper, Kelly, I'll oh, forget. 08-459-455-555.
8: Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Now, the first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched today by the government. Last year, Tommy Connors Sr. and his son Patrick were jailed for holding workers against their will, forcing them to work for many years at the Green Acres Travellers site near Leighton Buzzard. Um, story that we covered on this show quite a lot, and no doubt you will uh, remember us talking about it. Um, if you want to have your say on this, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. I'm joined now by Andrew Wilman, who is from the Salvation Army Anti-Human Trafficking Response Team. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. The H- Salvation Army's Anti-Human Trafficking Response Team. It's the first time I've heard of it. How long has that been in existence, and how exactly does it work?
20: Well, the, the reality is, Ian, that uh, that team has been in place for just over three years. Um, We've been uh, holding the central contract with government for all victim care programs for uh, for the government uh, and running a network of safe houses and people where people can start to recover from their experiences of human trafficking.
7: So, so how do you find these people? Are they rescued by the police? Do they come to you? Wh- wh- how, do they, how do you get them?
20: Um, from both, really, yeah. They are, they are referred by the police and other agencies, um, all sorts of different people at front lines where people are presenting themselves as human trafficking. So that might be via the NHS, might be via doctor's surgery, might be in a police station. Um, and people can refer themselves if they think that... Uh, uh, they may have been a victim of human trafficking as well. So.
7: And what kind of people are we talking about? I mean, we hear a lot about um, uh, sex, traff- sex workers who have mm. been trafficked. Is that the majority of them or are there other kinds?
20: Uh, there are other kinds, yes. I mean, sexual exploitation is certainly probably more the more prominent uh, one and uh, it's the common perception amongst people that uh, human trafficking is all about sexual exploitation. But there are a significant number of large numbers of migrant workers and uh, those who are in, in a forced labour situation where they come over for a particular job and then uh, that doesn't turn out to be the case and they find themselves trapped in the circumstances of forced labour or even uh, domestic uh, sort of like servitude, where they're living in people's houses and, uh, or being trapped in people's houses and, and being forced to work very long hours for little or no pay.
7: I would imagine it must be quite hard for these people to, to step forward to either you or, or the police or their doctors or whomever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine there's a certain amount of manipulation, control and fear
20: uh, yes, correct. I mean, that's how, how um, traffickers operate, Ian. You're quite right there, in terms of uh, having that control and that fear and that, uh, and that sense of control over people's lives and that's why uh, the salvation army is there to uh, support people once they're identified and to be able to pick up the pieces with them in their lives and offer a whole range of uh, different uh, programs and support that can help them recover from their experience. Well,
7: what support do you do you offer? So you say you have a, you have safe houses where I'm assuming people can come and stay and it's kind of secret and they are protected. What other things do you offer
20: them? Well, once they're in the safe house program, then obviously, yeah, I mean, we've obviously got a whole range of caseworkers who are working with them, providing um, access to, uh, obviously, accommodation, but also counselling, health advice, uh, legal advice, and a whole range of other things that will help them get them back on their feet after their experience and hopefully be able to reintegrate back into community or help them repatriate back to their home country or to get them back to their home here in the UK if that's what how they How do
7: they get people over here? Is it um, I'm assuming they're not bundling them in boxes and bringing them over. Is it? Is it just lying, saying "Look, we, if you come to England, we will get you a fantastic job and it's going to be really well paid and you'll be earning loads of money and then they find out they're working in some seedy brothel or something?
20: Correct, well very often that's how it works In yes absolutely. But lots of people arrive in the UK genuinely uh, because they've been told that there is a job for them here and there are opportunities for them here and so therefore they enter the uk uh, quite legally in some cases via the airports and via the trains and all sorts of places Um, and then as you say the reality is that they've been deceived they've been tricked they've been coerced into thinking that they were coming for something and that what the reality happens to be turns out to be very different and so from that point of view therefore they're they're tricked and they're coerced yes
7: is it a big problem in this country andrew
20: well our figures show that we're seeing a 50% increase year on year since we started this contract with the government so in that sense from our figures we're obviously seeing yes a significant increase in people across the board both men and women and so from that perspective yes i think the problem is getting
7: worse there's a new campaign being launched by the government it's adverts it's posters Mm. who's it aimed at because the traffickers aren't going to pay any attention to that are they
20: No, but the sense is I think the hope of the campaign is that it will be able to draw people's awareness to the fact that this is happening in towns and cities up and down uh, your area, up and down the the UK generally. Uh, And uh, victims of trafficking do turn up in different sort of places, at doctor's surgeries, at libraries, uh, at all sorts of other public buildings. And from that point of view, it will perhaps be able to strike a chord and they'll be able to uh, either jot down a number or take a... Uh, take a call that uh, might might make a difference to their lives.
7: Uh, Andrew, I appreciate your time this morning. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Andrew Warman from the Salvation Army's Anti-Human Trafficking Response Team. Who would have thought the Sally Army, the SA, would have such a division? And, And sad that they need it, really, isn't it?
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Boing, boing, boing.
7: Let's have a look at the front pages. By the way, if you want to give us a call on that or anything, what we done be talking about this morning, you can, 08459 455 555. I'd love to speak to you if you're a vapist this morning. You smoke the e-cigarettes. Are you smug? Are you arrogant? I think there is an arrogance about those people, isn't there? Because, um... They just seem to give the impression that they are better than... Them. Oh, no, I'm not so, sm- Oh, you think I'm smoking? No, 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 I'm, not, I'm allowed to smoke this here. I'm, it's not against the rules. No, it's not a cigarette, it's an e-cigarette. It's not as harmful as normal cigarettes. <sighs> yeah, but you still look like a massive plum when you do it. You do. You look ridiculous. And I've been in um, meetings of various descriptions where someone can't even last a 45-minute, hour-long meeting without getting out their little e-cigarette and just... Just doing a little bit, can't last 45 minutes, Paul, they got to do... And then they put it back in their pocket, and those things, those things, they look really snazzy when you start... Oh, computerised fags, excellent. Space Invaders, Pac-Man. But after a few weeks or months, they look manky as hell. Imagine putting a manky old thing in your mouth and sucking on it. It really is. And then they do that and do little smoke rings. And don't
4: they come in various different shapes and sizes? Some of them look like those small hookah pipes. Yeah, look like hookah pipes. Ridiculous. Kels, you're young.
7: Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the. i was just checking. I couldn't remember. Couldn't remember. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's have a look at some of the pages. The front page of The Guardian. The world stands disgraced. UN condemns Israeli attack on sleeping children, at least 15 killed in the shelling of Gaza school shelter, death toll over 1,300 after three weeks of fighting. Now, I made the, I don't think, particularly controversial comment last night that uh, sanctions have been imposed against Russia or were being imposed against Russia. When were we going to do the same to Israel? Boy oh boy did I get some mixed responses A lot of people supporting me A lot of um, A lot of people supporting me A couple of anti-Semitic Comments um, And a, a significant Number of people Having a go at me hinting that maybe I Was being anti-Semitic Lots of people having a pop at me saying Oh no it's not no it's not No you don't know what's going on you idiot I don't know what's going on. I don't proclaim to be uh, uh, the best informed on what's happening uh, over there. But, 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 but... Uh, 1,300 people dead. Over 1,300 people dead. A UN uh, school shelter bombed. Um, and baby... I've seen too many babies dead the last few weeks. In the, I've seen too many parents carrying dead babies, really. That's what it boils down to for me. So, it surely it has to stop. United Nations officials describe the killing of sleeping children as a disgrace to the world. And accused Israel of a serious violation of international law after a school in Gaza being used to shelter Palestinian families was shelled yesterday. United Nations officials described the killing of sleeping children as a disgrace, and no one can disagree with that, can they? No one can disagree with that. Um, the Times energy giants double profits. Yeah, yeah, primarily from my house. Yeah. Uh, the Daily, Daily, the Daily Express. Oh, the Daily Express. I got a picture of that pier uh, that's burning down. Uh, I mean, quite incredible photographs. Everyone, <sighs> loads of people really upset at the loss of a pier. Right. Yeah. Hello? It's n- no one died. I don't think. No. 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 It's just a pier. Oh. It's just a Victorian hangover into the sea. What I don't understand. I mean, yeah, they're nice to have, but it's just a peer. well yeah but you, ideally they... it's a disappear now mm. Ideally, they shouldn't burn. Ideally, I would not. I'm not condone. You know, I'm not saying let's go out and burn piers. Let's While just we've burn got, listed buildings. Is that what you're saying? No, well, well, it's not a building, mate. It's a plank of wood in the sea. But it is uh, a, 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 a sort of example of oh, of folly, of oh, example of Victorian excess and folly. What? You know that the pier in um, 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 Western when it burnt down. Yes. Do you know how much that costs to repair? No. Have a guess. No, of course, it's not. A, a million pounds. Nope. Uh, one and a half million pounds. No! I'll tell you how much it cost after this. I'm teasing you.
8: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look
11: so far at the Great North Road on the speed sensors, building a little bit at the Black Hat Roundabout as those major road works continue there. Very slow moving on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also rather slow anticlockwise between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 the M40. Looking very heavy on the sensors on the North Orbital Road, um, just coming off the M25. In Watford rather slow moving on Exchange Road just around Upton Road, and in Boreham Wood, slow moving on the Barnet Bypass on camera heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much. Coming up, just how much did it cost to fix the pier at Weston? Before that, 717 It's Thursday, the 31st of July, last day of July, guys. Enjoy it. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines. BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been airlifted to hospital after being pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes, where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. The first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched by the government. And in sport, Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. On Sunday, some of the best local Asian acts all come together in one place.
17: From classical dance to modern dance, we've got fashion, what's latest in Indian design. The Luton Mela is one of the biggest festivals supporting local communities in the eastern region. Mela,
24: the word itself means gathering, and it's part of uh, the Asian culture and tradition.
3: And BBC Three Counties Radio will bring all the highlights to the whole of Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Bangar is a very energetic form of dance. It's a farmer's dance, basically. We'll be there soaking up the atmosphere. And from 6, I'll be live from Wardown Park to let everyone enjoy the event.
2: And they're reflecting the East and Western fusion as well in the music that they
3: play. Yasmin Khan, live from the Luton Mellor, Sunday from 6, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Ho-ho! I'm do an impression of a game show. See if you're old enough to remember what it was. Ho-ho! We have a difference of opinion. At 5 to 1, we've got Paul Scoyne saying... Uh,
4: 160,000.
7: Ho-ho! And at Evens, we've got... Ian's saying 45 million. Is it Paul Daniels? No, it's not Paul Daniels. Come on, guys, you know what that was. 08459 four double five five double five. What oft-overlooked and ignored television game show was I just doing an impersonation of? Oh! Ho, ho. It's Paul Daniels. It's not Daniels. Sounds like Daniels. It isn't Daniels. You're saying it costs. You're saying the the repairs at Western um, Pier cost 160 thousand pounds. Yeah. Right. That is that is complete and utter nonsense. I think. Let me have a little look. Let me see. Hang on a minute. Put them through, Scoints. Unless they're complaining about me, in which case... No, no, it's if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Oh, dear.
4: Why are you explaining it? Hang on, do you want to talk to Ian about this? Who is this? What's your name? Yeah. Mario. Hang on, here you go. What? Mario Monkeys. He's disputing the, uh the slogan.
6: Mario? Good morning, Ian. What's your beef? I haven't got any beef. Well, give, if you hear a whisper, give us... I che- haven't got the teeth to chew with anymore. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. No, it's W-H-S-I-P-E-R. That's,
14: That's a... what you've written. Sorry? That's what's written.
7: Where? On the Facebook page. Oh, dear. Hang on. What? Whoa, 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 whoa,
14: whoa. W-H-S-I-P-E-R.
7: Oh. So what's a whisper? Oh, mate. Hang on a second. And I'm giving you a shout. Well, yeah, no, listen, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You've yes, heard stop. a whisper. You've heard a whisper.
6: I haven't heard a whisper. I've heard oh, a
7: whisper. Oh, a, whisper. Oh, oh, is, oh, a
6: whisper. Is, is he right, Scoins? Oh,
4: absolutely right.
7: Look. Whisper. Uh, oh, for... Cr- oh, whisper. Oh, for crying oh, out loud. Oh, the, the
6: brains,
7: Oh, the brains, the all brains all are parking.
6: calling... The brains have all departed. They've all departed. The brains have all departed, sir. Yes, I know you're being racist again.
7: Oh man.
8: no, not being racist!
6: <laughs> yes, you are.
7: Try and do an English accent.
6: <coughs> um, I can't do an English accent. I'm Irish
8: and
7: proud. Yeah, uh, well, well, you sounded um, Indian there. Uh, do you know? Do you know what game show I'm doing the impersonation of, Mario? Which one? Well, I'm, I'm, you've got to guess. Oh, and at five to one. Hang on, let me do. It. Hang on, let me get the voice. Hang on. Oh, 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 all right, oh, and a five to one, we got Paul saying 160,000, and it's not oh, on even, we got Ian saying 45 million. What game show is that? Ah,
6: uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, bad impersonation of Terry Morgan.
7: No, no, it's not, it's a good impersonation of someone. Mario, thank you very much indeed. It sounds a little bit like uh, the guy who also
4: did 15, no. Fifteen to one. Catchphrase. Catchphrase.
7: No, it's not Roy, it's Roy Walker. Walker. No, it's not Roy Walker. It's so obvious. It's a. Maybe I'm the only person that remembers this show. Anyway, you're wrong. To repair um, Western Pier after the fire mm. cost forty-five million pounds. Didn't. Well, where have you got the figure of uh, one hundred and sixty-five? One hundred sixty thousand
4: from the Bath Chronicle in two thousand and eleven. Right. Well, the fire hadn't
7: happened in two thousand and eleven, well, mate. Uh, what? Up. Uh, Western Super Mayor. Um, uh, well, it costs £20,000 a week just to open the pier. So, no. Oh! Oh! Do you wanna touch? Do you wanna touch? Do you wanna touch me there? W- probably shouldn't be singing Gary Glitter songs at this time of the day. You're wrong, mate. You're wrong. Repairs totalling
4: 160,000 are being carried out to Western Mayor's 51 million pound Grand Pier after it was oh. damaged by council contractors. I didn't you, read the
7: rest. No, of the you story. didn't. Oh, and you claim to be uh, our political reporter. I don't claim yeah, that's it. That. The, the, that. the new repairs are 160,000 pounds. The original repairs. Well, it says here the pier was rebuilt at a cost of 39 million pounds. So, okay, I was. Uh, let's come down from the 45 million. Let's say 40 million pounds. It's still, it's still £39,840,000 more than you suggested. Yeah? Uh, Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You want to apologise to peers around the world? (laughs) (laughs) Now you know, now you know, Scoines, why we don't need peers. Yeah, listen, it's sad this peer is burnt down. Of course it's sad. I'm not condoning peer burnership. But we don't need peers. They're just kind of nice. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five and also 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 what was it? I thought it, it's a pretty obvious impression I'm doing ho ho there you go that that gives it ho ho does that a lot ho ho and he used to present a game show seems pretty obvious to me. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, a major scientific review into the use of electronic cigarettes has found that their potential benefits outweigh the harm they can cause. Uh, The use of the uh, devices has more than tripled in Britain since 2012, up from 700,000 people to more than 2 million. Well, the research was carried out uh, by Queen Mary University of London. I can speak now to Dr Hayden McRobbie, one of the study's authors. Good morning to you, Hayden. Good
25: morning. Why did you uh, conduct this this study? Well as you may know over the past few years electronic cigarettes have uh, really become quite popular mostly among smokers that want to do something about their smoking and uh, as you can imagine that these electronic cigarettes are a bit of a disruptive technology and some say they're even threatening the sales of regular cigarettes. Now the reaction to the by the public health community has been a a little bit mixed, uh, it's fair to say, with people being very enthusiastic about it uh, to quite vigorous opposition. So we want to review the available evidence on electronic cigarette use, the content, uh, safety and their effects on users to assess the potential harm or benefits. And what are the potential harms and what are the potential benefits? Well, the potential harms in comparison uh, to smoking are very few. Now, we don't know the long-term effects of using these devices, but it's fair to say that if there are any long-term effects, and, and some may yet emerge, and so monitoring is important, but if any do, they are likely to be only a small fraction of the risks that uh, otherwise smokers would be exposed to with tobacco. So, so that's comparative with, with cigarettes, but on their own, do they have any negative effects at all? Well, nicotine uh, has actually got very few negative effects. Um, outside of pregnancy, nicotine is relatively harmless, and uh, some might even say, well, it's, it's maybe not that much different um, than, uh, than coffee. Uh, the key thing here is that electronic cigarettes are being used by smokers, not by non-smokers.
7: Do we know that for sure? Because there is an argument, isn't there, Hayden, that um, it's kind of making... We've managed to make smoking uh, look a little bit dirty and not a particularly nice thing to do, but the the, the e-cigarettes are perhaps making smoking cool again.
25: Well, that is, that is one of the arguments you hear frequently. But uh, what we found in this review is that uh, whilst non-smokers or never-smokers, especially younger people, may experiment with them, there are no data to show that these never-smokers go on to daily mm. e-cigarette use. So we're fairly fairly clear on that. Um, so I, I think that you know, really about this uh, problem with e-cigarettes renormalizing smoking, we're just not seeing it. And in fact, um, in the UK, um, we're actually seeing a uh, increase in the number of people making quit attempts and a decrease in smoking prevalence overall as e-cigarettes have become available on the market, and reassuringly, no increase um, in the uptake of smoking. They're still addicted, aren't they? They've not... <sighs> the
7: language here is so awkward they have given up smoking but they haven't given up their addiction to nicotine
25: yes and I, I, some people you know really don't don't like the thought that people are, are still uh, dependent on a substance but i i think what it's fair to say is that users that switch these electronic cigarettes are actually reducing their dose of nicotine as they go through anyway and um, a number of E-cigarette users actually go on to stop using them altogether. All um, and the other point to make, as I was making before, really dependence on nicotine is, uh, from a health point of view, uh, has, has very few risks. Uh, uh, th- this research, Hayden, th- th- completely independent? Yes, completely independent. We did this ourselves off our own backs, out of our own funding.
7: Are, are you a vapist? Do you smoke
25: e-cigarettes? No, I don't. Don't smoke e-cigarettes at all. You're not tempted after finding out they're safe. Um, no, I, I mean I don't. Uh, I have uh, my own vices with with coffee and what have you. But uh, no, I have no intention of uh, of starting to vape.
7: And I, I, Hayden, final question. I don't suppose your your study revealed why uh, that vapists uh, appear to be so smug and arrogant. Did, did did you find any figures about that?
25: Well, I mean that, that's not something that uh, you see in the uh, in the literature. But uh, I, I think that you know most people who vape uh, are not in their category. Sometimes you care of these stories of people being smug and arrogant, but uh, certainly the people that I see that vape are, are quite the opposite, and are really trying to do something positive for their health, and the health of others.
7: Hayden, your job sounds, sorry, I lied, I said that was my last question as well. your job sounds really cool, do you just kind of, you and your team go, right, what can we research now? <laughs> uh, 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 or are you, go- how does it work?
25: Well, um, and our, our team is involved in our smoking cessation research, so we re- research a whole wide right. range of different things and uh, we're also involved in smoking cessation treatment so we help people stop smoking so uh, we spend a lot of time working with people who don't want to smoke anymore are trying to do something about their smoking and have been bashed over the head uh you know so many times with so many messages to stop but remember for many people who smoke it's a hard thing to do
7: do do you not do you not listen i used to smoke a lot and i gave up um it'll be nine and a half years uh alan carr the alan carr did it for me
25: yep I think there's, you know, different options for, for many different people. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Alan Carr uh, book has some good cognitive behavioural strategies in that. Um, the, the, the fact is, I think we're getting to a stage where the, many people have tried many different things. And the important thing is to, to keep on trying. But if people are really struggling, given that we know that e-cigarettes are certainly safer um, than regular smoking, uh, smokers should really seriously think about switching um, to electronic cigarettes.
7: I Hayden, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's Dr. Hayden McRobbie. What a cool job! Is it seriously? What a cool job! Hey guys, what, what, what should we research today? E-cigs? Yeah, go on then. That, I mean, it's it, it's slightly more complicated than that. I hope I'm not doing him a disservice. But but, but how fantastic! Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Well, the the smug and the arrogant vapists amongst you are going to be sitting back, probably puffing away on two e-fags now, aren't you? Even more smug and
8: arrogant.
11: So moving on the A1 the Great North Road, approaching the black hat roundabout on the speed sensors. The M25 looking rather slow heading anti-clockwise between junction 21 the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also very slow anti-clockwise between junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. Take a look in North Watford, North Western Avenue. That's looking rather heavy at the moment, just around the dome roundabouts. Also, Exchange Road looking rather heavy around Upton Road as well on the sensors. The Barnet Bypass. Heavy moving on camera heading southbound between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A young woman has been pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Police say the woman, believed to be in her 20s, was airlifted to hospital in Oxford in a serious condition. More Bedfordshire police officers are to be equipped with body-worn video cameras and Israel has responded to international condemnation of yesterday's shelling of a UN school in Gaza where thousands of Palestinians were taking shelter... By insisting it doesn't target civilians. Three Counties Sports.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games goal to his Olympic title after victory in Glasgow last night. He hopes it shows he's not just a one-hit wonder.
2: It's the start of Point Proven. Um, a bit frustrated with my round four because I actually think that would have been a very, very big jump. And I think I'm starting to rediscover that form I had at the start of the year. Um, so I think it'll be Point Proven if I can now go to the Europeans and perform well
18: there.
0: And Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has added the men's individual goal to his team gold.
18: I was quite nervous, you know, going through all them pieces. Um, but, you know, the crowd and support kept it going for all of us and uh, you know, I just, I wasn't paying much attention to the scores. I was just literally focused on my job and uh, hoping to put out clean routines and, I, you know, it's an amazing feeling competing with these guys and um, to be standing on that podium.
0: And Whitlock is aiming for more gold medals today in the floor Pommel Horse and Rings finals. Also last night, Harfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won her 200 metres heat to progress into tonight's semi-finals. Milton Keynes' Chris Clark is in the men's 200 metres semis. In football, Watford lost 1-0 to Coventry in last night's friendly at Boreham Wood. Here's manager Beppe Sunino.
15: I would like to uh, always win. So, uh, I'm not happy when uh, we lost, but... Uh... This result can um, be uh, very important because uh, we think for it's better the next time for the, the first match.
0: M.K. Donson-Luton have been given first round buys in the Johnston's Paint Trophy. Stevenage and Wickham will have first round ties. The draw takes place on August the 16th and the Football League will trial the use of vanishing spray in the trophy as used by referees in the World Cup. And England's cricketers require six more wickets on the final day of the third test against India to win the match and square the series at one all. The tourists who are chasing a world record target of 445 close day 4 on 112 for 4. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459
3: 455 555.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: That's the telephone number. You can give us a call. Well, what have we spoken about today? E-cigarettes? If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. That's the new show catchphrase. And I've got to say, it really is setting the world uh, alight. And also, if you're new to this show, uh, you can call in about pretty much anything you want. It's an open-door policy. You can call in and say the show's rubbish. Don't call in and say the show's great, because I don't really know how to handle compliments. But if there's something you think we should be talking about, if you hear a whisper... Give us a shout. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Pitcher Phil's on the lane. Morning, Phil. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Um,
6: this has got me a bit puzzled, because this, this quiz show you're talking about, the only one I remember where there were odds was called the Sweet State game in 1976 with Bernard Braden.
7: And I know it's not that, is it? No, it's not that at all, you plum.
6: No, that's what I thought. I've been racking
7: my... Give now, us, can you give me a clue? For... Just a tiny clue? No! Hang on. for those who don't know, Pitcher Phil knows every minute detail. Some would see every, say every dull, tiny yeah. detail about every television show yeah. ever made. All right, I'll do it again. Here we go, all Right, and I've, I've got to do yeah. the voice. Ho-ho! <claps> right, OK. Yeah. Ho-ho! Oh, well, so
6: we've got a difference of opinion. Well, I reckon, Ian, the only thing is your your impersonation is if it's all I think it is, it's perfect. Is it Ken Dodd? No, it's not Ken Dodd. Oh, flipping well, egg, Philip. Well, I mean, you've got me really stumped with this one. What about winner takes all
7: with Jimmy Talbot? Oh, now, Philip, hang on a minute, Kyle. Oh, hi, Ian. Hello, Kyle. You're on the air. What what show do you reckon it is? Well, well, I I think you've conflated two shows. Sorry, I think it's... I think it's winner-takes-all
24: is is the game show. Yeah. But your, your impression seems to be Henry Kelly.
7: Oh! <laughs> you're playing catch-up in the tool zone yeah. I'm a fruit, I'm round, I'm <laughs> an orange. What am I? <laughs> no, it's not an impression of Henry Kelly. Oh,
15: uh, no. I'm
7: doing Jimmy Tarbox. Oh, oh, you are? Yeah, g- g- yeah it was winner-takes-all, guys.
6: Jimmy uh, I don't, I remember it used to go out, I think it was from Yorkshire Television, if oh, I remember correctly. And uh, it used to go out on a Friday night, I think about seven o'clock. Sorry,
7: Carl. you're never going to get another word in edgeways now. Phil speaking. Oh, I'm a pol- I do apologise, Carl. Kyle! Kyle! No, he's, no, he's, I was going to say, he's a scarcer. Jimmy Tarbuck. I was doing a yeah. Scouse accent, mate. he well, sounded Irish. <laughs> oh, we've got a difference of opinion, a five to one. It's Phil saying the odds on game, yes. and it's it even. It's Kyle saying winner takes all. Oh, Let's goodness. find out who's right. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Kyle, you're spot on, mate. <laughs> but you're el- oh, right. It, but but it, that is a bang on. All right, you do, Jimmy Tarbuck.
24: Oh hey, me? Yeah, go on. Uh, oh, they do though. Don't they do? <laughs> the Beatles.
6: Five to one.
7: Uh, uh. Phil, you do a Jimmy Tarbuck. Oh, I'll,
6: I'll be honest with you. And I, I, I like being honest. I, I can't do it. I remember Jimmy Tarbuck when he did London Sunday Night,
7: London him when he first started. Here we go. Look at you trying to redeem yourself. There is egg on your face, Phil. I, I, think, know, I think I think you missed I a bit. I, I, I told your uh, uh, co-pro- co-producer, researcher,
6: um, that, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I thought I was wrong. I, I admit well, I'm wrong. You, you know, I'm not
7: perfect. You're not perfect. It turns out. No, Phil, I, I just tweeted that tweeted that you're coming on, and Scott has messed me saying then so every now and then i seek out the video of picture phil singing rocky top on youtube oh
6: i'd, I'd love i do know what Ian. I'd, i don't think it is on youtube is it, it well it, it d- d- scott seems to think it is I tell you what <clears> is <throat> on youtube it's me making a mistake
15: oh blimey.
6: Picture, can i can i say it yeah sure why not picture phil messed it up oh really yeah with you with uh, when i used to do the scores oh yeah and i make a
7: mistake yeah well you made a mistake today phil oh. haven't you and kyle thank you very much indeed that was a bang-on. All right, for the rest of the show, dear listeners, mm. it's, a, it's, a, it's a great game show, terrible that it's been overlooked. For the rest of the show, can people phone in and try and do a better Jimmy Tarbuck than me? Let's see <laughs> if you can out-Tarbuck the Tarbuck. See if anybody can do that. Can we, have we got Tarbuck's phone number? Get oh. Tarbuck on. Oh. The, the, no one. Look, that, that, I'm genuinely annoyed with those two blokes. Genuinely annoyed. Kelly, do a Jimmy Tarbuck. Mm. Do a Jimmy Tarbuck.
12: What does he do? Give me a, an example.
7: Ho ho! Ho ho He's not black. Well, equally, he, he Ian, he's not Irish. No, he, I wasn't doing an Irish you accent! We're very close. 08459 455 555. Call
8: 08459 455
3: 555.
8: <laughs> BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Can you phone in and try and do a better Jimmy Tarbuck than me? You will not be able to, dear listener. You simply will not be able to. Now, you may remember uh, earlier this week, the big story of the week Uh, has been an unpleasant smell coming from muck being spread on fields in... Tring! The manure, which some thought was human waste... Forced householders to take refuge indoors and gave some of them a headache. Well, Justin Dealey spoke to some of the residents.
16: Well, Tom, it's um, it's not a pleasant smell at all. Um, you live very close to this field. Can you even have your windows open at the moment? No, I can't at the moment. No, it's an awful smell. Uh, I mean, how long has this been going on for?
21: I believe around Friday, Friday-ish, but um, I've tried to stay away from my home, to be honest.
16: Seriously? Yeah, yeah, Definitely. Yeah. just want this sorted out and quickly yeah definitely it's, it's just a horrible smell so if you can't leave your windows open how are you coping because at the moment it's, it's boiling hot what have you got a fan or something
21: i got a fan yeah, yeah that's about it really wow. you can't even put your washing out
16: oh Keith um, it's bad enough for me to be here for half an hour this morning but uh, what's it like living here with the smell
24: well, it feels as if somebody's against you all the time. The, the, the smell is just building up and building up. And it's, it,
16: every time they spread it, it's worse, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, they've, been, they've been building the muck up here for about three months. About three months. So the, the smell itself, when's it at its very worst?
24: It's, at, it's very worth just our flesh, but it probably now, if you were to go to the bottom fence, yeah. you would. it's just overpowering, and it's, it's, a, it's a
16: sickly, sweet, overpowering smell of manure, and that's all it is. And your day-to-day life, people are saying to me that they can't open their windows, they can't put their washing out. Are you exactly the same?
24: Yes, we're exactly the same. Yeah, I live sort of a quarter of a mile away across. The wind blows, and, uh, you know, we get it all the time.
7: Well, we'll speak to one of the local residents in a second. But before that, let's speak to uh, the environmental health officer, Tony Cawthorne at Decorum Borough Council. Morning, Tony. Good morning. So there is progress on this. First of all, do we know exactly what it was that was causing the smell? So there were some stories it may have been human waste.
24: Yeah, originally uh, the complaints came in to us and it was uh, not really known as to what the actual manure that was being spread, whether it was uh, human slurry from the um, sewage works or whether it was um, farmyard manure or, or whatever it was. Um, we've got to the bottom of it in, in terms of what actually been spread on the land. Yeah. And it's actually farmyard manure. Okay. Um, yeah.
7: That makes it slightly better. Because I, I didn't know you could put human waste on, on crops. I think it's horrible. Anyway, so that's, the, that's what's causing the problem. Have you managed to come up with a solution? Um,
24: we've actually been in conversations with the actual farmer. And um, now is the time actual time to uh, spread farmyard um, slurry. Um, uh, sorry, farmyard manure, get the terminology right. Mm. Uh, and it is actually the, now the optimum time to actually put it onto the fields for the betterment of the crops and he, what he has advised is that his work rotor was that this is the job that came up at this time of uh, the year, um, and he spread it, and he realised he was making a problem because he's meant to turn it in immediately, and he'd started to do that, but that just creates more odour, so he stopped turning it in. Hopefully the, um, the sun will have dried a crust onto what is still on the field, and when it gets wet, he will turn the rest of it in.
7: And that will, so, so the crust and turning it in when it's wet, that will um, reduce the smell significantly, will it?
24: Yes, that is what we've been told. Um, it's also part of the farming code of practice as well. Ah, OK. Of turning it in. So he is actually covered by some code of practice that have been issued by, uh, as it was then, Department of Environment, and they are still in place.
7: OK. So, so, OK. We'll stay there, uh, Tony. Sharon Maxfield is one of the residents who was upset by this. Sharon, uh, some relief, I would imagine, to find out it's not human poo.
6: Oh, yes, definitely.
7: Because yeah. I, I, was, I was shocked when you told me that, because that's what you were led to believe, that it was. Yes, oh, yes that's right. OK, well, it's some relief. You, you've heard uh, Tony there, environmental health officer. What do you think?
6: Oh, that's great news. I mean, today, for the first day since last Friday, I've been able to have my back door open. Um so I might even get some washing dry today.
7: Well that's great news. And, and can you use. can you smell anything? Is it is it a faint hum or is it the, completely hum free?
6: Oh no, it's not completely hum free. There is depending which way the winds blowing. Yeah. You can you can just smell it some sometimes. But again
7: I would imagine that living in the country you can kind of put up with that. You'd expect that that kind well, yeah. of faint whiff.
6: Yeah, yeah, I've lived in the country like 38 years. I've been a keeper in and Wobe and I'm used to the smell of poo, but that was horrendous when he was spreading
7: it last week. Oh, it sounds well listen it, it, it's great news that you've got your back door wide open. Yes. Uh, so you can you can get a bit of fresh air into the house.
6: Yeah.
7: Uh, and, and Tony, I'm get, uh, did you get these kind of complaints very often Tony? We don't get
24: them as uh, often as we used to do. Uh, a few years ago, When the, before the guidance came out, we used to get notifications quite regularly yeah. of book spreading. Uh, but they have changed the rules about how um, manure and slurries, etc., are, are applied to farmland. But it is, an urgent, uh, it is one of those things that needs to happen so that we can continue to eat our crops
7: and everything else. Well, yeah, of course it does. And good work. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for letting us know. Do keep in touch and let us know how that progresses, won't you? Yeah, I will do. Thank you very much. Well done to the farmer for doing the right thing. And, Tony, excellent stuff for chasing up. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers, Tony. Well, there we go. Uh, 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 another success. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, you can give us a call about poo if you want. Sorry about the talk of crusts on poos this time. Of the- I mean, you're having your breakfast. The kids are probably finding this hilarious. I know my boys would be screaming with delight at the filth that's coming out of the radio. But I'm sure some of you adults are perhaps not enjoying it so much. Also, can we get... I have done a brilliant Jimmy Tarbuck, right? Can you call in and try and out-Tarbuck me? Ho-ho! I, I think that is a spot-on
8: Tarbuck. 08459 four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three
11: Counties Radio. Still rather slow moving at the moment on the Great North Road approaching the Black Hat Roundabout. Bishop-Storford Windhill at the moment is closed um, between Bells Hill and Wentworth Drive. That's due to some overrunning roadworks there. The M1, that's building up in patches on the sensors between Junction 10A for the Kidneywood Roundabout and Junction 10 for Luton Airport. And it's looking very slow at the moment on the M25, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 for the M40. Also, the Barno bypass rather heavy on camera between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much.
7: If you follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee or at BBC Three CR, as soon as I've finished reading the news, I'm going to retweet uh, a clip or Justin's piece from about... about an hour ago. It is brilliant. Justin has come out with all guns blazing. He's taken the catchphrase of If You Hear a Shout... No, what is it, Paul?
4: So I'm just listening to a, uh, a clip of Jimmy Tarbuck. Oh, for goodness sakes. If
7: You Hear a Whisper... G- give us a shout. There we go. Uh, he's taken that to the streets. It is one of the funniest two and a half minutes of radio I've heard in a long time. Since I've done the, um, done the news, I shall retweet it. Right, now it's 7.47 or thereabouts. It's Thursday the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been airlifted to hospital after being pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes, where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. More Bedfordshire police officers are to be equipped with body worn video cameras. And in sports, Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title. We'll be speaking to Greg in a few minutes. First, though, here's the weather with Wendy.
19: Good morning. Beautiful start to the day. It's uh, around about 16 degrees at Leighton Buzzard at the moment and we'll hang on to that sunshine for a little bit longer but it will gradually cloud over and towards lunchtime we're likely to see some showers breaking out particularly across Bedfordshire and then later on into um, other parts of the three counties. So some of that rain I think might be a bit on the heavy side. Not for everyone but there are um, pulses of it that are going to be heavier. It's a narrow band that works its way slowly eastwards and there could be rumbles of thunder along it as well. Now, come the evening, it should be uh, almost completely out of the way and it will be dry overnight. So in the meantime we're going to get a temperature of 24 degrees and it will hold at about 16 degrees overnight. So it's going to be a bit warmer than the last night we had. We get off to a fine start to the day tomorrow with some sunshine, but again into the afternoon there will be rather more cloud and during the evening there's a risk of one or two further isolated showers breaking out here and there. And that goes for the overnight spell into the weekend. Temperatures tomorrow, around 22 degrees. As for Saturday and Sunday, well, we could start off with some quite heavy showers. But we look like, because we're a bit further east, getting the best of the weather over the UK this weekend with some sunshine instead of the rain. But we'll keep you posted on that one.
21: Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks.
26: And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel.
21: Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned out and said to me
6: that they're not prepared to pay me. And I said, so you're forcing me into take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on
21: me. I get my teeth into them.
25: Oh, Jonathan, how's that? Crying, we don't
21: know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so
3: convoluted, I thought there's only one person who thought sort this out. The JVS show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning!
7: Morning, 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 morning. Greg Rutherford, the Milton Keynes long jumper, has just—well, he's not just won it this morning. That would be crazy. He has won a gold medal at the Commonwealth Games. He joins you on the line now. Morning, Greg. Good morning. You, you must be. You? Uh, yeah, I'm very well. You must be. Fe- you did this yesterday, didn't you?
2: Yeah, last night.
7: How do you feel physically afterwards? Are you are you physically exhausted, or are
2: you kind of how are you feeling? Uh, I think if I said I was physically exhausted after doing five jumps, people would be. Uh, <laughs> well, people would probably laugh. To be honest. Yes, fair Yeah, um, you're not exhausted as such. Your body aches a lot because. It's never easy, sort of jumping far. Um, but apart from that, no, I'm, I'm I've pulled up pretty good actually. I'm really really pleased with that. I, that was sort of the one thing I noticed when I woke up this morning is that I don't hurt as as much as I normally do, which is which is what well, bodes well anyway. Uh,
7: what do you do that 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 night? Do you go and get drunk, knowing that, that you, you're off for a little bit? Do you go and have a, an ice cold bath? What's what's the kind of the the, the thing
2: afterwards? Uh, well, we we had quite a lot of media after. Um, after the competition. Before that as well, you have to go for the anti-doping stuff, so basically oh. that's you wee into a bottle and then somebody sends it off to the lab. Is that
7: immediately um, after the event?
2: Yeah, it is, yes. Of course, yeah. that so takes
7: a bit of the shine off, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> it's the same at every every competition you right. go to. If you ever win a medal, it's for every single medalist and other random people they, they pick. Um, you have to go and do that. So, yeah, that, that's something you, you very much get used to. And then after that, we, we did a load of media and then I came back, so there was definitely no getting drunk or anything. I've got another major championships coming up in a couple of weeks, so um, I can't sort of, I can't, sort of, well... You can't have one day
7: off. One day...
2: I might have one, but it won't be uh, it won't be enjoying myself as much as people might think. When they do the doping
7: thing, even though you you know that you are completely clean and healthy and living a, a wonderful, is there not a part of you that thinks, oh my God, what what if that pasty I had, you, you know, do you not? Is, is, do you get nervous about that, or do you just you, you just accept it and take it as it comes?
2: No, again, I say it's something that you really do get used to. The guys come to my house quite often, and as, as they do with with all athletes, just to check, which which is a great part of of the sport in the UK is that we do test everybody and we make sure that everybody is clean. Um, so from that point of view, no, I, I'm, I'm very confident with, with everything I sort of consume and everything else that it's all fine. So, uh, yeah, you just sort of have to wait around. That's the worst thing. After you compete, you're always quite dehydrated. So you have to then sort of rehydrate and wait for that to obviously go through your system. Um, so it sometimes can take a long time. Uh, the the uh, Commonwealth Games, listen, I'm, I, I don't
7: quite understand the Commonwealth Games, Greg, because you've not got the Americans, you've not got the, the Russians, you've not got the Chinese,
2: but yet the, the people are getting very emotional about this. Why is it so special for you? Uh, For me, obviously, we're basically on home turf. I know we are up in Scotland and I'm competing for England, but this is basically home turf. Normally we compete for Great Britain. um, So that means that the fans who come up here and and get behind you, they're they're, they're amazing. They absolutely love everything that's going on and and they go absolutely crazy when they're they're in the stadium. So from that point of view, it turns it into almost a mini Olympics. Um, And I think for for any athlete who gets an opportunity to, to compete in a major championships, it's just a great opportunity to win medals, and, and fortunately for me, that it happened, and, and I managed to walk away winning it and, and adding another title. There's been some controversy
7: with people with uh, Usain Bolt possibly saying that he thought the Commonwealth Games weren't very good, I won't use the
2: language, but they're him denying that. Does that kind of put a taint on the whole affair? Um, not for me at all. As I say, I, I still consider it as, as very important. I, I think as well, if you speak to any medalist, any person who's, in, who's been in the stadium or any other event... Um, or any of the, probably the youngsters who have been inspired to then get involved with sport because they've been watching it on TV. I think that shows that, that it is still a very important event and, and we obviously, we like to follow it in the UK, which is great.
7: One of the things I find hilarious about your career, Greg, don't worry, this is a good thing,
2: <laughs> is that, um, that after you won the gold
7: at the Olympics in 2012, there were some people saying you'd been a bit fluky. <laughs> how, how can
2: anyone think winning a gold in the Olympics is fluky? Um, Yeah, I've been been having to deal with that ever since. I I don't understand
7: where that comes from.
2: I I know, it's it's a a really odd one. Obviously, I I mean, I've I've been a professional for for quite a long time now, I think since I was about 18. So um, it'd been many years of of competing and and training and getting ready. I'd won a couple of medals before that. But ultimately, I think if, if in the media nobody really talks about your sort of uh, I don't know. Builds up your hopes, mm. then then nobody really thinks of you as as a potential medal contender. Then when you win, it's a massive shock. I think I was probably the only one who wasn't as shocked uh, as everybody else. Yeah. Um, but since then, I've been sort of desperately trying to to get my my body back in into the right condition in order to to win medals. Well, again. you had a bit of a shocking year last year, didn't you? With health
7: things going Absolutely. wrong. Yeah. Is it, is it, are you recovered Well, obviously you are recovering from it if you're winning gold again.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, last year I, I ruptured one of my hamstrings, which Ouch. is uh, is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean that that has ended some people's careers at times. So I'll be honest. When when I did the injury in Paris last year, I, I thought possibly that w- that was that that was my career over. Wow. Um, but we've worked incredibly hard over the winter to make sure that I was strong enough to to take the load of jumping again, uh, and so far so good. This this year for me has uh, has been a really good one. So Touchwood, hopefully it continues. Um, and, and hopefully, long may my con- career continue, I can win a few more titles and then people won't keep calling it fluky.
7: Yeah, well, how many titles, how many more goals do
2: you think you need to win before you can shake that off? I have no idea to it's be mad, tired, is I think the problem is obviously everybody has th- their opinions and sometimes those opinions aren't particularly favourable towards me. So I just have to just keep going out there and, and doing what I do and hopefully I'll, I'll keep winning. Uh, and you're expecting a baby soon, aren't you? I am indeed. W- yes. Where, when's it due? Uh, Mid October. Oh, man, alive. Do you know what you're having yet? Uh, yes, we are. We, well, we do know. We haven't told people. Okay. You're, that you're, year, so, you're keeping uh, it a secret. Yeah, we are. Are you able to focus? I've got two little
7: boys, four and two. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's h- the hardest thing in the world. Uh, are you able to focus on your training and your work? Or uh, maybe even in some ways, it, it, perhaps
2: it's a relief to get out of the house? Uh, no, to, to be honest, with, with regards to the child coming along it's been a it's been a huge help with regards to training and everything else because now i've got an, another reason to to work hard and, oh. and try and do well and i i can't wait for uh, for the baby to be here to be honest man it's it's the best thing in the world <laughs> it's also the hardest
7: thing in the world i bet yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun hey greg listen congratulations well done thank and you. thank you very much for joining us this morning i appreciate, I appreciate it. it thank you very much cheers greg there we go uh, milton King's long jumper greg rutherford Done won a gold. I, I I do find it amazing. I was listening to him talking about it on Five Live this morning that, that people were saying it was fluky that he won the gold in the Olympics. Yeah, you you go and try and fluke that, guys. You go and try and fluke a gold in the Olympics. To put
4: that into context, the distance that Greg uh, jumped last night was roughly the same distance from the ground floor of a house all the way to Glasgow. All the
7: way to Glasgow. Wowzers. To the top of the eaves, sorry. What? I don't even know. Eaves? What is this? You, all right, Chaucer. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> it? was good. All right, Chaucer, let's get to the, 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 bath of, the wife of Bath's tale in a minute. Where the roof ends. Uh, hence the phrase eavesdropping. Yay! Yeah, you see? He's a nice lad, isn't he? Yeah, or a large car
4: parking space. Oh, sorry, I was trying to frantically look for things which are 8.12 metres.
7: I could show you something that's 8.12 metres. Yeah? Sure, why not? Okay. Oh, you're right, Kells. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I feel yeah. that we've been neglecting you. Because I think I, I, I feel that since Paul Scoynes has, uh, has assumed the role of producer, there's been a little bit of a bromance that he's been instigating, and I've been desperately fighting. Mm. Uh, and I think that our love affair, mm. Kelly Betts, has, has been neglected. And I want to pour fuel onto our love affair. I want to reignite it. Okay. So do you fancy a weekend in Paris? Sure. All right.
12: When? I'm busy. When?
7: What weekends aren't you busy?
12: Uh, depends what weekend you want to go. This weekend, I'm busy. Weekend after, uh, busy. After that, uh, yeah, no, I could go then.
7: Okay, I'm actually busy then. Oh, I am actually busy then. Oh. Why don't you go with Scoines? My treat.
12: Hey, okay. You can
7: have as you can chop down on as I'm many free... baguettes as you want.
12: In that case, I'm free this weekend, what? Scoines. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm?
7: How does that work? Are we going uh, to Paris. Yeah. Great.
12: Excellent. We'll have oh, but nice this fun. weekend, what?
7: Unbelievable. How many calls have we got for people who want to do a tarbuck? Um,
4: uh, Justin's going out to the streets. Yeah, I know. How many
7: calls have we got from people wanting to do a tarbuck? Count. One,
12: two, three,
7: four, five, six, seven, none. Eee, come on, guys. This is your golden... Everybody wants to do a tarbuck on local radio, don't they? Well, I'm giving you the opportunity. Hey, hey! I can do it. I can do it brilliantly. Can you do it better than me? 08459 455555.
8: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio slow moving on the speed sensors
11: on the Great North Road, heading southbound, approaching the Black Cat roundabouts. In bishop Salford Windhill at the moment is closed between Bells Hill and Wentworth Drive. Some overrunning roadworks are causing problems there. The A414 in Park Street, looking a little bit busy on the sensors around the Park Street roundabouts at the moment, and in Bricketwood very slow moving on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25. The M25 itself, that's looking very slow, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 19 at what and Junction 16 for the M40 and in boring with the Barnet bypass that's looking rather slow on camera between Sterling corner and Mill Hill Circus taking a look at the local live departure boards across the three counties and so far everything looks to be moving rather well Nicola Richards BBC three
7: counties radio <laughs> this is Ian Lee BBC three counties radio what are we talking about this morning are vapists arrogant Can you do a tarbuck and anything you want to talk about, really? Give us a call and we'll speak to you before uh, before nine o'clock. Local and
3: vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties
0: Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, woman rescued from Milton Keynes Lake, more body cameras for Bedfordshire Police and Golden Gregg jumps to Commonwealth glory. BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. Police say the woman, believed to be in her 20s, was airlifted to hospital in Oxford in a serious condition. The 61-year-old man died there on Friday evening. Also last week, a 13-year-old boy died in the River Thames in Buckinghamshire and a 16-year-old boy drowned in a lake at Clophill in Bedfordshire. More Bedfordshire police officers are to be equipped with body-worn video cameras. It comes after funding was approved by the Home Office to increase the use of the devices. More from Matt Lockwood. Before the announcement, 60 cameras were being
5: used by frontline officers in the county. That number will now rise dramatically. Nearly 700 cameras will be bought just for Bedfordshire police to use. The force says devices will help to cut crime and the information stored will be secure. In Luton, campaigners have
0: been calling for all frontline officers to wear body video cameras following the death of Leon Briggs in police custody. The first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched by the government. Last year, a father and son from a Bedfordshire traveller family were jailed for enforced labour and servitude. Centrica, which owns British Gas, has announced a 26% fall in profits in its residential supply business, but it's still likely to come under pressure over household bills, with predictions that energy firms' profit margins could double in the next 12 months. Mark Todd is from the price comparison site Energy Helpline.
4: Because this winter was warm, we just didn't use our heating that much. So they're very reliant on that, and so their sales are massively down, hence why their profits are down. But actually, um, the cost of the gas they're buying has gone down dramatically, so they should be able to pass on some price cuts. So even though these results don't look that good for British Gas, maybe... Uh, there's an underlying story here where, where actually they can drop their prices and drop their costs and so everyone can benefit.
0: Two boys have been arrested in Luton after dialling 999 and claiming there'd been a shooting. Armed police and the ambulance service responded while the helicopter was put on standby after the call yesterday morning. Bedfordshire police say that since the start of the summer holidays there's been an upturn in, in the amount of unnecessary 999 calls. Firefighters were called to deal with a car fire in Brickett Woodness and Albans last night which had spread to two nearby properties. Crews were called to Moss Side just after 10.30. In sport, Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title after victory in Glasgow last night. He told this programme he was delighted to claim Commonwealth gold. For any athlete who gets an opportunity to, to compete
2: in a major championships, it's just a great opportunity to win medals, and, and fortunately for me that it happened and, and I managed to walk away winning it and, and adding another title.
0: And Hemel Hempstead gymnast Max Whitlock has secured his second gold of the games with the individual title to add to his team gold. He could claim more gold medals today. The weather warm and sunny again, with a chance of a heavy shower later this afternoon, a maximum temperature 24 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk/slash Three Counties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts, and bucks. The
0: first really rural community out of
13: london as you go northwards
3: and all this week we're featuring harpenden it's just a really pleasant town with lovely commons it's all about where you live
23: i say it's a great place to live i sound very lucky to live here
3: the big tour of beds hearts and bucks bbc three counties radio <laughs>
7: remembered. We got cakes in the studio. Yeah. And I've got the munchies. No, not the munchies. Not the munchies. I'm I'm peckish. That's it. Yes,
8: yes.
7: Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What have we got between now and nine? Well, Bedfordshire Police will be wearing... Video cameras, body cameras. We saw a copper with one on the other day. Good idea? E-cigarettes. Well, they're not as bad for you as people may have thought. But there's something so smug and arrogant about those guys that smoke them, isn't there? And can you call in and do your best, Tarbuck? Facebook.com, please help yourself to cakes, we've got plenty of them. Facebook.com forward slash, that's not to you, dear listener, that's to my next guest. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can uh, send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call, 08459 455555.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Body-worn cameras are to be rolled out
7: to even more Bedfordshire police officers. Funding from the Home Office means over a 1,000 can now be bought for use in the county and across the joint units organised with Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire. Follows calls from campaigners in Luton for all frontline officers to be equipped with the devices after the
16: death of Leon Briggs in police custody. These people, told our reporter Justin Dealey, they're not in favour of body cameras. Dexter, you're in your 20s. The police uh, have stopped you at various points. How would you feel if the police were recording absolutely everything that happened? How would you feel about that? Uncomfortable. Just knowing that they're, they're, they're going to be
18: going back to the police station and knowing they're watching footage and I'm all over the footage, clearly that I haven't done anything wrong. My personal opinion is I, w- I wouldn't be happy with that, knowing that they're sitting back watching. and If it's to prevent crime, which is fair enough, but I have to, most of the time it's not. And just lastly,
16: you have been stopped by the police various times. What exactly have you been stopped for? Drugs, burglaries and gun crime, they're the main ones that you get stopped for, or that I've been stopped for in Luton. So they've stopped you and searched you. Have they found anything? No, never. Never found me with nothing
18: can't walk around without getting stopped and looted nowadays like with me walking down the street with a hood up that's 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 a good enough reason in the police side just to pull me over
16: it's the balance of power at the end of the day you um if it's at their discretion they can turn it on and off whenever they want you know if they approach a situation and they can see it's escalating and you know you get a few rowdy guys you know you read about it you, you hear stories or whatever if they turn it off and get involved in a negative sense and the camera's not recording. And someone reports that police officer then again it gets down to your word versus theirs uh, not a good idea man no no i don't want to be recorded man. i mean some people may say and i put this in the nicest possible way that you don't want to be recorded because you might have something to hide what would you say to those people you stitched maybe. so you feel like that footage could yeah, be edited yeah. and you feel like you could be stitched up you clearly yeah, don't yeah, trust the yeah, police yeah, do you Yeah, no <laughs> no no
7: well, I'm joined. I'm oh, sorry. I'm joined by Ollie Martins, Police and Crime Commissioner for Bedfordshire. Uh, I, I, I think these are a good idea, the body cameras, because there have been so many uh, uh, stories. Recently, um, not just in, in in Luton in Bedfordshire, but across the country, of of the police perhaps um, d- d- bending the truth slightly or not being completely honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that having a, a video recording is is a great idea. And I don't buy into this. Oh, it could be edited, or d- d- it infringes on my civil liberties at all. But the problem is that the police decide when they turn it on and off, don't they? They're, they're not not constantly rolling. They do, but there's uh, clear protocols about when officers should
5: turn them on and off. And if they're involved in circumstances that give rise to a complaint and they haven't had the camera on, then obviously
7: they're going to have quite a lot of explaining to do. So what is the protocol for turning it on? What, what, what situations are they told they must turn it on?
5: Uh, that's a bit of a detailed question at my level, but right. uh, in general... Um, it is, uh, you know, circumstances when there is an interaction with the public. So
7: every time they speak to a member of the public, they're supposed to turn it on?
5: Not every time. I mean, it depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Um, but any time uh, when it's, uh, you know, when there is a need for transparency around the encounter that they're about to have with a
7: member of the public, then they should be putting their <laughs> camera on. Because I guess on. one of the problems could be that... Um, uh, let's let's create a fantasy situation. Um, the co- a police officer is speaking to somebody. The police officer says something inflammatory to that person. That person gets angry. Then the camera switches on. Y- and you've, you may have missed the part where the police officer is perhaps not abiding by the, the proper rules and codes. I would expect the officer to have put the camera on
5: at the beginning of an encounter that could mm. go that way. Mm. But w- d- we know that there is... Um, I mean, look, there's the, we've been using, um, we've been piloting the cameras since last June. Mm. Uh, we've had 60 of them out since May. You know, we're starting to build up quite a body of evidence around the use of these cameras. And it is all positive, And that's why we've uh, bid to the government to, uh, you know, pretty much roll them out right across the force and right across the joint units that we have with Harts and, uh, and Cambridgeshire. The trust in police
7: is, is not particularly high at the moment with all kinds of various things, with with, with Hillsborough, with Plebgate, with uh, with Leon Briggs, with all of these different things going mm. on. Uh, and you can understand, I'm sure, that there are significant portions of the community that do not trust the police and yeah. do think that this technology well, will be used uh, against I, the public. I think,
5: I think, you know, the evidence... Shows that this is going to be an aid to transparency and is going to help restore trust um, and, where necessary, is going to uh, bring accountability to the police. But I think the other important thing is, you know, actually this bid was all about efficiency and effectiveness Mm. Uh, and I think that uh, body-worn video is going to make a significant difference to the quality of our justice. Uh, One of the biggest differences that evidence in the United States and the United Kingdom suggests it will make is uh, a rise in defendants' guilty pleas because they know that what they did was captured on video and that provides pretty good evidence. Mm. So instead of defendants taking their chance that they might be able to wriggle off and get a good brief to argue a good case. They're pleading guilty. That means that officers are having to, are not having to spend days giving evidence in court or waiting to give evidence and waiting to see if the witnesses turn up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they that, know it's captured. That saves us a lot. It means that victims are not going to have to relive the experience because the defendant has entered a guilty plea because it's been caught on video camera. So this is going to, I think, this is going to revolutionise things, mm. and it is going to make. Uh, are police and the criminal justice system generally a lot more effective and efficient?
7: Have there been uh, has this uh, the, this footage been used in any court cases yet? Has anyone been prosecuted because of the the cameras that the police are wearing?
5: I'd be pretty sure. Yeah, I mean it's been trialled for a while now. You know, even
7: before we were rolling them out in Bedfordshire last June. Mm. So, there, so there have been court cases in this area where people have gone to prison, or or, or, or it, that that evidence has been played in court. I would be
5: confident that that's the case, yeah, and I don't think the government would be giving us uh, almost, uh, well, not almost £0.9 million pounds to invest in this technology if they weren't confident that it
7: was going to make a difference. We saw one the other day. We were having a cheeky little breakfast after the show and a copper came in. I'm sure it was a legitimate break. I wouldn't question that. And he, he had a little camera and it's kind of... Well, it's sort of I've got the size of a sort of a chunky phone, isn't it? Strapped onto, yep. onto their front. Yeah. Uh, and it's just simply a case of pressing a record button and, and going, is it? And using it. Yep, that's right. Okay.
5: And I mean, also, uh, you know, if, if there are circumstances where... Um, Often in sort of domestic abuse situations where um, the victim says, uh, I don't want video coverage taken, um, but they're happy with audio. Right. So there's, you can still capture um, audio. Uh, so it's, you know, that has that versatil- versatility as
7: well. If a, just think, picking up my phone, if a police officer were filming me, would I be allowed to get my phone out and film them? I don't see any reason why not. <laughs> right. So I could do that because I know uh, some. Well, people do. They get upset, don't they, the police? There's a lot of turn it off, turn it off. Is it illegal uh, to phone? That's never to happened to me. Them? Okay, okay. You are the <laughs> PCC, so I imagine <laughs> they would perhaps treat you slightly differently than some young lad in a hoodie. Uh, okay, so you, you you think it's a good idea? Uh, uh, do we know when more cameras are going to be uh, going to come into? Well, into we've use? Only, we've
5: only just been told. <laughs> right. We've only just been told that we've got the money, but I mean we're going to be doing it pretty quickly mm. because. We're confident that it works uh, and it is about that efficiency and effectiveness. And, you know, as we were discussing last week, uh, Bedfordshire
7: needs to improve
5: how it's responding oh, no, to that. And
7: this is part of how we're doing it. If this can ultimately save money and speed up the legal process. I genuinely think it's a cracking idea. Would well, you
5: ever? It's, it's also how we police the county yeah. uh, and keep the county safe. Uh, at a time when the overall police strength in the county is having to fall because the funding's falling,
7: would you ever consider changing the rule so that the cameras would be on all the time when when an officer is, is is out? I think there are a lot of issues about you know,
5: frankly, what do you do when an officer goes to the loo, or you know, sometimes they yeah. have, sometimes they're having encounters. It's just not appropriate to record it. Right. Um, so I. There are issues around that, but obviously the protocol is kept under review. And if there were big issues coming up about the fact that they weren't on all the time, and, you know, we'd require more investment because part of what this £0.9 million is being used for is to buy uh, the capacity to store the footage. Mm. And, you know, we're talking about serious amounts of footage, serious amounts of hard drive that are
7: going to be required to store it. Finally, speaking of cameras, the Luton Police Force have been followed around for, I think, a Channel 4 documentary series, Mm -hmm. which I think starts quite soon. I'm not not sure when. Uh, It's still in production. Is it still in production? Yeah. Does the police force get final say over it, or or, or is it entirely at the hands of the, the production company? Because... Um, are you not worried that this might turn into a new benefit street in that it 's sold to you guys as one thing, but then it 's another television program that 's shown that that p- could possibly show the Luton police in a bad light with hmm. you know with maybe things are happening no, with I mean, editing with anything like that
5: we've the, the force part of the agreement was that the force is involved in what happens after the footage is taken we don't have control we're not we're not censoring it uh, but we have been uh, able to see it Uh, we did a lot of due diligence before we let the cameras in Um, you know and it's being made by the same people who make 24 hours in a and e okay Uh, it's a similar um, sort of modus operandi to 24 hours in a and e uh, so I, I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to portray an authentic face for Bedfordshire Police and the work that they do in Luton. Um, and from what I've heard, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard, you know, I continue to be
7: confident that that'll be the case. OK, I look forward to watching it. Ollie, thank you very much for coming in. 08459
8: 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, slow moving at the
11: moment on the A1 at the Great North Road, heading southbound at the Black Cat roundabouts. In Bishop Storford, the Wind Hill at the moment is still closed uh, between Bells Hill and Wentworth Drive, and that's due to some overrunning roadworks that have been taking place there. Very slow moving on the North Orbital Road, just off the M25 and the M25 itself heading anti-clockwise, looking very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16, the M40. In Borenwood, the A1 Barnet Way, rather heavy on camera at the moment between Sterling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Look at the departure boards for the trains. Everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. 8.17.
7: It's Thursday the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been airlifted to hospital after being pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. More Bedfordshire police officers are to be equipped with body worn video cameras and in sport Milton Keynes long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: With football, no
7: day is just a day.
15: December.
7: It's a day where memories
8: are made.
25: It's going to be put in by Andre Gray. February the 15th,
8: 2014.
2: It's a second goal for Luton Town. A chance for 3-0 and a chance for game over. What a team goal for Luton Town. Penalty here, Andre
0: Gray. Puts it in, it's 5-0. Cross in, in towards Andre Gray, who tucks it in for number six. But it'll be tucked in.
16: with Three Counties Sport, we'll make every day memorable. The 2014-2015 season starts on Saturday, August the 9th on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459
3: 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: A little bit of politics there, Jonathan. Discussing a little bit of BBC politics. Oh yes, controversial. Oh yes. You're right. You look a little bit. I've got a headache. You look a bit sleepy.
21: A bit sleepy. Yeah, you can't hide those tired eyes. I was. Uh, this may surprise you. Oh. But if you were to, if if you said to me, what were you doing yesterday afternoon? Yeah. What I ended up doing yesterday afternoon is probably one of the last things you'd you'd ever imagine I'd do.
7: Well, judging from your eyes, I'm suggesting that you cracked open your uh, homebrew
21: and drank it all in one go. No. I spent most of yesterday afternoon playing with two small naked children in a sprinkler. Ah, that's why you look
7: tired with (laughs) life, of course. Uh,
21: How old were they? My friend Claire came round with Martha and Oliver. Yeah. And I put the sprinkler on. Beautiful. They uh, After a while, they'd had enough of their nappy and pants, yeah, so yeah. they stripped off. Beautiful! I It was insisted that I went to put my, uh, my my luxury swimming shorts on. Yes. And I ran through the sprinkler as well. Did you enjoy it, or and did you hate Martha it? Martha said, come on, Domphan, take your shorts off. Yeah. I said, if I take my shorts off, Martha, I'll be arrested by the police. Yes, that's a and daily Quite rightly story. too. Yes,
7: that's good. Did you have fun,
21: Domphan? Yes, it was good fun. Yeah. And I
7: watered the grass at the same time. <laughs> isn't it amazing the simple pleasure that young children
21: uh, get just from uh, having a hose, having water sprayed on them. They love it. They do love it. Unfortunately, what tends to happen is children then realise that if they pick the sprinkler up mm. and chase adults around yeah, with the I entire know. sprinkler, they can cause havoc. I don't love that. No? Uh, I don't love that. I've, sh- I've, sh- I've shouted them, out. put that down! In, in many ways, it's a shame you cannot secure a sprinkler to the ground.
7: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
21: <laughs> Interesting image, Donphan. So, thank you very much for that. And, <laughs> and a great new nickname as well. So, thank you very much for that. Yes. What's on the show today, Donphan? Coming up on this morning's big phone in from nine. Should there be a nighttime curfew for people under 16? I know this is a oh. story that you've been covering for the last month or so. Yes, yes. Bedfordshire Police have granted dispersal orders in parts of Luton, which means they can send groups of young people home after a 9 pm nighttime curfew. If residents report a problem and the council agrees that there's a real threat the dispersal order can be put into action and young people can be sent home the decision was taken after local people complained about the amount of disruption caused by groups of teenagers in the area well big brother watch say curfews like this demonize young people and infringe upon civil liberties Will you agree or would you like to see a wider rollout of policies like this where you live what is an under 16 year old doing out after nine o'clock at night i ask
7: um it's the 15 I could kind of I can kind of understand it,
21: but yes, anyone younger than that should should be indoors.
7: Exactly. By 9
21: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, should we just have a widespread curfew, no matter whether you live in a uh, in a problem part of Bedfordshire or anywhere in beds, hearts, and bucks? Should there, frankly, be a curfew of nine p.m. on anybody under the age of sixteen? Mm. Or is that wrong? Is it demonising young people? Is it sending out this message that all young people are bound to be up to no good late at night? Your views on 0845 Nine four double five, five double five. This morning from nine.
7: I've got to say, your consumer hour has been top notch recently. Well, thanks for the very whole much. thing in Luton with uh, Debbie Debs. The nightclub has oh, yeah, been thank wonderful. You. <clears throat> but you have had—I don't want to say um, uh, how can I say this without being rude. I can't. One of the most bonkers gentlemen I've ever heard in my life. The fellow with the personal video recorder who um, marked it. <clears throat> he marked not only the case but also the cable and the plug to make sure
21: that they gave him back. Well, he just wanted to make sure that they they were being truthful when they said that they would give him back his own one.
7: <laughs> but then you had that brilliant argument with the woman from the company that the, the, uh, the manufacturer or the shop—I'm not sure which—where she's going. And no, then we ge- we gave him back his own one. We just replaced the in replaced the insides and, and the, the outsides, and the cable and the plug. And you're going, but but that's 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 a different machine. Oh no, it's the same machine. We've just replaced the insides and yeah. the outsides and the cable and the plug.
21: That's what she, she absolutely... And this argument went round and round and round. And, and she, she couldn't see it? No, she said, but, but it is still the same machine because they were new parts for that machine. Wonderful. It wasn't that we'd given another machine, these were new replacement parts for that machine. <laughs> it just so <laughs> happened that we replaced everything that was inside, everything that was outside, the cable and the plug. He's got he's getting a new one though, isn't he? So he's Brand happy. And spanking new. Beautiful. Give us the question again, Jonathan. Should there be a nighttime curfew for people under 16? Call 08459
3: 455 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: And Vernon Smith on at nine o'clock oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Should uh, you wish to give us a call this morning, then you are more entitled to headache update. It's uh, it's passing by. I'm still a little bit cloudy though, but that's because I've taken a lot of drugs this morning. Yeah, boss, I'm worried about you. Hey, whoa, is this some kind of intervention or something? Well, I might have to make one. I can. I'll make you one in a minute. Oh, I'd love one. What? Oh, sorry. Morning. morning. Ooh. Oh, ooh. <laughs> There's a cheeky little voice there! Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Coins. I've found a very wonderful. I can't take the
4: audio from it, but I found a very wonderful uh, clip of a Tarbuck uh, <coughs> game show, Winner Takes All the, yep. from the seventies. That's the one I was the one you're about. talking about. Yeah. The music to it is amazing.
7: Winner Takes All. No, Winner Takes All. Hang on, hang on, let me see. You've got a guest lined up, mate, and I'm doing a radio show. So you messing around on the. <laughs>
24: Welcome to Winner Takes All. And here is your host, Jimmy Tarbuck.
7: Hey, hey! Hey, ho! Was that really. we got a guest on the line. Was that really worth holding a guest for 45 seconds? Go ask yourself that, mate. I've won two awards in the last 12 months. Thank you. Now, the first nationwide campaign aimed at clamping down on human trafficking and slavery is being launched today by the government. Last year, you probably remember this story, Tommy Connors Sr. and his son Patrick were jailed for holding workers against their will and forcing them to work for many years at the Green Acres Travellers site near Leighton Buzzard. we joined now by Ben Curley, who's the chief executive of the charity Hope for Justice, which campaigns to bring an end to uh, human trafficking. Morning, Ben. Good morning. Uh, ben, how big a problem is human trafficking in this country?
18: I mean, certainly, it's it's very difficult to put accurate statistics or, or figures on it because it's a hidden hidden crime. But there are thousands of victims of modern slavery uh, here in 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 Britain. I mean, we have three offices here in the UK, and just one of our offices in a, in a 12-month period identified 104 victims of human trafficking, the youngest being one years old and the oldest being 58 years old. Uh, this is a, a very prevalent problem here in the UK, and uh, uh, we're, we're thrilled that this Home Office uh, national campaign is, is going to put the spotlight on this, this crime, modern slavery.
7: Then, sorry, did you say that, that there was a trafficked one-year-old
18: yeah, I, how does I mean, that work? It's certainly not the the youngest, actually. Um, part of a, a larger uh, family group that uh, were brought into our country, not only for forced labour, but for benefit, fraud, and other types of exploitation. Right. Uh, this isn't just a... a I, mean, I mean, in some senses, you know, when someone says modern slavery or, or human trafficking, someone uh, thinks of sex trafficking or... Mm. or, or uh, but actually, this is a, such a wide variety of exploitation that's happening here in the UK.
7: What exactly is this new campaign? How is it going to work? And, and, and do you think it will be effective...
18: Well, I mean that that time will 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 tell. But I mean, this new campaign by the Home Office um, is to to put the spot spotlight on human trafficking, modernslavery.co.uk. It's to increase the awareness of human trafficking and slavery, and 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 how to report it. You know, what's interesting is with a greater amount of awareness, actually becomes uh, then leads to more intelligence and more information being shared. Fifty percent of the uh, reports uh, um, that we have had since. January as an organisation, Hope for Justice, have come from a concerned member of public just uh, reading our website and seeing the signs and and reporting it. So I'm hopeful that this new campaign will increase that effort.
7: Well, Ben, uh, listen, I I appreciate your time this morning and and I appreciate the work that you are doing. Ben Cooley, Chief Exec of the charity Hope for Justice. 08459 455555.
3: (laughs) Across beds, hearts and bucks.
8: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: The Sun, Britain's biggest-selling
7: newspaper, the People's Paper, as it describes itself, I see, really has gone off the rails recently. It really has been printing a complete and utter load of old guff on its front pages. Forget the inside pages. The front pages, they've, they've they're kind of just... I would say three, three rungs on the news ladder above the Daily star. <laughs> so we've had the, um, the boy with the devil mark, which yep. was probably a burn from a hairdryer. Mm-hmm. What do we have? Yes, there was something ridiculous yesterday, wasn't there?
4: Uh, well, we, we managed to get quite a lot of mileage out of it.: What know, was it, rightly. it was Oh the fat doctors, fat doctors. yeah.
7: Today, you couldn't make, it cup. Uh? couldn't make it cup. 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 Yeah. Front page of The Sun today, couldn't make it cup. NHS won't fix my odd boobs, as I'm not a wannabe model. You couldn't make it cup, could you? No. A teenager with one breast six cup sizes bigger than the other has been refused a boob on the NHS. Jasmine Andrews, 17, of Malden-Essex, claims it's because she's not a wannabe model like Josie Cunningham. Tragic for this young lady... Very sorry to hear that, but you couldn't make it cup. That's that's a front-page story that a woman's got one boob bigger than the other and she can't get it done on the NHS? We're all looking to Kelly as the only woman here. Help us out, Kelly.
12: I wonder what other slogan they could have used. Um, Let's have a think.
7: OK, couldn't make it cup.
12: Uh, boob. Um, no. chan- what, what, a boob?
4: OK, are we veering into taste and decency issues?
7: I feel. I we might.
12: The breast around? Much boob about? Much a boob about nothing?
7: No. Shakespeare's coins. You can't. You can't say that's tasteless and indecent. Shakespeare. He's Britain's finest. Yeah. Yeah.
15: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Yeah. 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 You can make it up. Travel news for beds, hards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Great North Road still looking
11: slow on the speed sensors heading southbound to the Black Cat roundabouts. The M1 heading southbound. We're getting reports in of one lane being closed um, just before Junction 12 for Flittig. That's due to a broken down car there. In Bishop's Dorford, Hill is still closed. Um, that's between Bells Hill and Wentworth Drive due to some overrunning roadworks that have been taking place. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving on the speed sensors between Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16, the M- 40. On the departure boards for the trains, not seeing any problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
8: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A young woman has been pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. More Bedfordshire police officers are to be equipped with body-worn video cameras and Centrica, which owns British Gas, has announced a 26% fall in profits in its residential supply business.
8: Three Counties Sports.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Milton Keynes' long jumper Greg Rutherford has added the Commonwealth Games gold to his Olympic title after victory in Glasgow last night.
2: I said this at the Olympics, I'm worried that I'm just going to wake up and this isn't going to be real again because a lot of good things have happened to me this year. And, and again, testament to my incredible family, my mum, my dad, brothers, sisters, everybody, grandmas, the lot, they're all an amazing bunch who really have always supported me. Susie's there now with, with my child to be in uh, in a few months' time. So this is a great start to what is hopefully going to end as an amazing year.
0: And Hempster gymnast Max Whitlock has added the men's individual gold to his team gold. Whitlock is aiming for more gold medals today in the floor pommel horse and rings finals. Also last night, Hertfordshire sprinter Jodie Williams won her 200 metres heat to progress into tonight's semi-finals. Milton Keynes' Chris Clark is in the men's 200 metres semis. Watford lost 1-0 to Coventry in last night's friendly at Boreham Wood. MK and luton have been given first round buys in the Johnston's paint trophy. Stevenage and Wickham will have first round ties. The draw takes place on August the 16th and the Football League will trial the use of vanishing spray in the trophy as used by referees in the recent World Cup. England's cricketers require six more wickets on the final day of the third test against India to win the match and square the series at one all. The tourists who are chasing a world record target of 445 close day four on 112 for former England batsman Geoffrey Boycott is confident.
21: We're in a position to wrap them up, and we will wrap them up. They haven't a in chance yeah. of saving this, unless it rains for about five hours. Everything from first hour of this test match has gone England's way. He dropped Cookie at third slip, and I just feel England have upped the game. They've
0: gone downhill a bit. England are going to win it. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine.
3: Call
7: 08459
0: 455 555. BBC Three Counties
7: Radio. Now, a dispersal order giving the police the power to move on groups of teenagers in Luton has started. It follows complaints from residents in the Round Green and Wigmore areas of the town about gangs of teenagers threatening and abusing them outside their homes. My car got broken into two weeks ago, five group of lads. That house has been boggled and they tried to break into our garage. I've had one of the kids pull a brick at me. Well, we sent our reporter Sophie Solaria out with PCSO Vicky O'Reilly and her team.
23: We are going to head to a footbridge that is down the bottom of Turnage Road north because when we were on last night, this is where the group was congregating. I've notified the council and they're going to go down there tomorrow and clean up the area and cut back um, some of the foliage so it's more open so they can't hide. Lee has gone down to have a look at where they were last night, where they were congregating. He's gone down to have a look to see if there's any evidence that they've been back since. Is
19: there? Has they, have they gone?
20: They're not down there at the moment.
24: And the, the camp that was there last night that was taken down is still as it was. So they've not
8: been back and re-erected something else.
23: Uh, what we're going to do now is just going to pop over to Bray's Court, um, which was an area they were congregating in the car park, just to have a look. We've had some crime prevention work done with the council and we'll see if it's been put into place. Can I take a look... through the door they were sitting on residents windows on the window sills but obviously the residents are in there and they're watching telly and they're making dinner and all they can see and hear are the youths outside messing around it was obviously very distressing for them Um, a lot of them said i'm at home all day i'll go to the shop before five but i won't go out after five and to think that you've got people that are too scared to leave their house after five o'clock isn't good enough
19: we're driving around Stopsley and I can't help but think that this is a really nice area, really nice houses, really nice cars. I've not seen any trouble so far. It's hard to believe that there has been.
23: Yeah, and it is. And that's why the area is so shocked about the things that are happening. There is is this group that's causing so many problems for what is known as a quiet, nice area. I mean, where we are now, where we're driving around, um, comes around in a loop. Um, we have had reports of youths on motorbikes basically lapping, they're using it like a race course for themselves, which is quite intimidating. If you don't know this group and you're walking to the shop or they're congregating outside your property, again, as the youths say, they're not doing anything. To the residents, just them being there is unnerving. Call 08459 455
3: 555.
8: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Morning!
7: right. Last uh, 25 minutes of the show now is an excellent time to give us a call. What are we talking about? Well, you vapists, those who smoke the e-cigarettes, are being very quiet this morning. You're normally quite uh, vocal. And I would have have imagined you'd be crowing that uh, one study has found that e-cigarettes actually aren't that damaging at all. We don't know the long-term effects, but according to the study, yeah, they're not that bad. Don't really do a lot yeah you're addicted to nicotine, and if you 're happy with that that 's pretty much it that 's all they could find e cigarette smokers vapists as they are known, normally like to, to sing and dance about any old thing the The, the, the most abuse i 've ever had on Twitter was when I took on the e cigarettes smokers the vapists. the second most abuse was when I suggested that maybe we should introduce sanctions against israel I, yeah I know I got more abuse from vapists and it's odds 08459 oh, five, 555 double, five, double, five is the telephone number Dennis is on the line morning Dennis good morning you sur- who you survived your uh, wedding anniversary naturally i'm yes. assuming you had a little uh,
14: yes a little a little of everything a little a
7: li- <laughs> really yes <laughs> one from the top two from the bottom
14: yeah very good We got some bottles of uh, nice stuff and, uh, Yeah, uh, a little bit of bunky bunky uh, well, not at my age. Good lad, good lad.
7: Can <laughs> hear giggling in the background.
14: I know she's laughing again. Well, you asked me yesterday why would, I've been married so long. Yes. My advice is pick the right girl.
7: And uh, um, you, you did, I'm assuming. Is that what well, you're saying? Yep, I did. So the thing, is, with, the thing is, Dennis, as men, y- you know this, we all like to pick the wrong girl, don't we? Hey, Well, hey? I picked
14: a few before I found Wynn.
7: Good lad, good lad, and, well and done. I tell
14: you, what, you all know, about smoking this morning. Yes. Smoking is a peer pressure thing to start with. No, it's not. Well, in, in very, very few people start smoking on their own. They go, it's peer
7: pressure. So. I, don't bu- I don't buy this peer pressure why thing. Not? I don't buy this. I, do you know why I smoked? No. To annoy my girlfriend.
14: Ah, well, that's peer pressure again. That's not, no, that's
7: not peer pressure. Of course it is. Of no, course it's not. It is. No, it's it not, is. not peer pressure. Peer it's pressure is. Yeah. is what happened in Eastbourne yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Wynne. <laughs> peer br- peer pressure. I've not been married a, for 65 years. I can say what I like. Peer pressure is when your mates go, here, go on, have a yes. cheeky little snort on this, little smoke on this, because otherwise well, you're a scaredy cat.
14: Well, the thing is, before I met Wynn, of course, when I was uh, on the pool, yeah. I never kissed a girl who smoked twice. Oh. It's like, I'd rather put my head in a sewer than kiss a girl who's been smoking. Can I
7: have permission to speak freely? Certainly. I... I think there's something quite... <laughs> Can I say that? I think there's something quite sexy about kissing a girl who smoked a cigarette. Oh, yeah, God, there's, no. there's something wrong about it. Oh. Yeah, I used to... I'd rather... Rick, yeah. will you keep your noise down, love? I'm talking to Dennis! He says, shut up. If she wants to come on, <laughs> give her the phone.
14: No, she started smoking, you see. Oh. That was peer pressure with friends. Yeah. And then she said to me, would I buy some cigarettes? I said, no, if you want cigarettes, go and buy the damn things yourself. Yeah. And she stopped.
7: Yeah. Cigarettes are too expensive now anyway
14: well no it wasn't that it was as I said Bad. I don't like kissing a girl who's been smoking okay. I'd rather put my head down a sewer
7: can I speak to Wynne
14: when can you uh, what did he say she's poor hearing at the moment pardon can he speak to you he said yes you can hear you can. she can hear hear
15: you no he can't
7: yes I can <laughs> of course I can you silly old sausage <laughs> how do you put up with Dennis for so long Wynne what did he say how have you put up with me for so long
15: uh, I can't remember.
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it, Dennis. Thank you very much. 08459 four double five five double five. on the subject of the police wearing body cams. That's short for body cameras. John's in it. morning, John. Morning. It's got to be a good idea, isn't it?
26: Yeah, it's at work, I think it is, but I don't do it work. Why? I've got to say thank you to you first because you helped me with the situation I was in with the police uh, over one thing.
7: What, what, what situation was that?
15: Remind yeah,
26: me. I, I uh, ripped to uh, Watford call to find out what was going on, trying to take a Summers out, and that opened up a nest of worms.
15: Oh.
26: And I'm
7: working on it now. A worm's nest? <laughs> Thank hey, you very much. You're very welcome. I, yes, it was... OK, well, y- yeah, we're always happy to help here at Three Counties Radio, but yes. do you think we should give the cops cameras? No, I don't. I think it's a
26: complete waste of money. Why? Well, I'll give a... Some evidence to senior officer in Berkshire. Yeah, Uh, some years ago now, I've been working on this case, and uh, he totally denied having it for years. Then finally, when he was retiring, he admitted having it and said he brought it back to me and gave it to a premises
7: I'd left months before. Oh, and 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 didn't people? Didn't the your your claim was the police had broken into your house and stolen this evidence? Oh yeah, yeah,
26: oh Oh, yes, yeah. Nobody else knew. No. (laughs) So you know, how could it be? It,
7: it don't make sense. Okay, so, but the police have got cameras on, John. Yeah. Then uh, I think it's flawed that they decide when they turn the cameras on. But surely that can only be a good thing if if no. they're, they're filming if people are abusive to them. And you would hope that if the police are being abusive, that would be captured as well. well it would have cured Pebblegate, wouldn't it, if they were on all the time? Pebblegate? Yeah, wouldn't it? Would, I suppose it would have done, John. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Peter's in Wolverton. Morning, Peter. Good morning, Ian. Peace be with you, brother. Yay. Thank you, man. I've I've taken enough painkillers today. I'm feeling that vibe, man. Oh, dear. Uh, It's stress. It's stress. Do you know what, Peter? It is stress. Please de-stress yourself. I like to meditate twice a day. At least. And smoke loads of drugs. I'm joking! No. I don't meditate more than once a day. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Peter. Naughty, boy. Naughty, <laughs> naughty boy. No, no, drugs are bad. Before anyone phones in and complains, as they will do, don't do drugs, kids. They're bad, 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 bad. bad. <laughs> Peter, what uh, have you called in about?
26: Uh, Video evidence. Yes. Uh, a very good friend of mine was stopped. You were driving whilst using a mobile
7: phone. When well, no, did I you po- see me? Oh, you're talking about uh, your friend. Sorry. No, yes. no, my
26: friend. No, yeah. no. Um, you're too tall to fit in your car. Nearly. Anyway. Yeah. What? Hello So um, She was stopped And uh, No My video uh, Sorry My Uh mobile phone You've got me confused
7: My mobile phone You've completely balls this story out Peter Let's be honest
26: It's in a uh, Exactly It's in a pouch uh, In my handbag On the back of the seat I have not been using a mobile phone We have video evidence They refused to interrogate the phone Which she insisted they did
7: Interrogate the phone you say
26: Interrogate the phone because you can uh, uh, then find out if a call has been received or was
7: being called. This is this is how you interrogate the phone. Siri, did you receive a call?
15: <laughs> hang on. Checking your call history.
7: Hang on, hang on. You're right. You can interrogate the phone. We're living in the you future. Have at least twenty-five calls. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, so you can interrogate the phone. I retract that. That uh, uh, carry on. Anyway,
26: um, upon investigation, they carried on with the prosecution. You have two options, £75 to be re-educated or we prosecute you. The cheapest option was £75. So she went went for that, although she wasn't using the phone. At the uh, instruction area, the instructor said, you're all here. There was a couple of dozen people there. You are all here because you all pleaded guilty to using a mobile phone whilst driving and three other people said no we weren't this is the cheapest option. So well, it, but hang
7: on it, hang on Peter hang on they claim they had video why didn't she just ask to see the video evidence?
26: It, the video machine broken down there was no video evidence.
7: But that's like every murderer in prison is innocent aren't they? Yes, and I've worked in prisons. So. Thank you very much indeed. Everyone in prison is innocent. We all know that. Oh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. 08459 double five five double five. Cops with cameras. It, it can only be a good idea, can't it? This is BBC Three
8: Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio
11: the M1 heading southbound getting reports in of one lane being closed just before junction 12 for and um, that's due to a broken down car there. Taking a look so far in Wheathamstead at the moment the B651 is blocked between Dyke Lane and Ferris Lane, that's due to an accident that's happened there. Take a look in Bishop Storford and Windhill at the moment is closed between Bells Hill and Wentworth Drive that's due to some overrunning road works that have been taking place. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving on the sensors between junction. junction. Junction 19 at Watford and Junction 16 the M40. The local live departure boards across the three counties not showing any delays on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much. Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Someone's getting older, she's forgetting my heads. Where's my heads? Where's my heads? Someone's getting older, she's forgotten my heads. 8.46, it's Thursday, the 31st of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines. BBC Three Counties Radio. A young woman has been airlifted to hospital after being pulled alive from a lake in Milton Keynes, where a man died last week. The emergency services were called to the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley at 5.30 yesterday afternoon. More Bedfordshire police officers are to be equipped with body-worn video cameras, and in sport, Milton Keynes' long jumper, Greg Rutherford, has added the Commonwealth Games' Golf. Old to his Olympic title. Take some of your
8: calls after we get the weather with Wendy. Beds, hearts, and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio.
19: What a beautiful start to the day it's been with temperatures picking up nicely, and we are expecting to hit about 23 or 24 degrees in a spot like St. Albans throughout this afternoon. However, we will see more cloud in the sky as well, and that's also going to come with a narrow band of showery rain. Now, some places this afternoon, and we're talking, well, let's say about one o'clock, two o'clock onwards across Bedfordshire, spreading further south and east as we go through the rest of the afternoon, uh, of getting perhaps one or two heavier bursts actually with the rumble of thunder here and there. That won't be for everyone, but it's certainly an opportunity uh, from this narrow band of rain throughout this afternoon. Eventually, it pulls away from us and we will have dry, clear conditions overnight. If anything, it will be a little bit warmer. Temperatures in High Wycombe, for example, probably staying at around 14 or 15 degrees. And then we start tomorrow on a warm note, on a fine note, but it will cloud over gradually throughout the afternoon. I think by the evening certainly it will be really quite overcast temperatures 22 23 fairly average for the time of year there is a very small chance of an isolated shower tomorrow afternoon with that cloud as well and also, something we're watching is some uh, thundery rain working its way up from the south, from France, on Friday evening that may affect us as well. That's not definite yet, though. It's just something we're having a little look at. Over the weekend, there will be some heavy showers to begin with on Saturday, but it looks like the worst of their rain will be further west over the country, leaving us with some fine weather. Let's hope that's how it's looking at the
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself is it's absolutely
8: beautiful. The first really rural community out of London as you go northwards.
3: And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. There's a good community spirit. Everybody would dream to live here. Inviting everyone to where you live. Set in the countryside of
1: North Hertfordshire.
23: It's got history and it's uh, got modernism as well. If you've got a
3: story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. I say it's a
23: great place to live. I say I'm very lucky to live
3: here.
12: Wonderful, full of friendly people, real community spirit.
23: The
3: big Big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I
12: like going to Harpenden, visiting my grandparents.
3: From BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> That's
8: good what we've been told to say, not it? Call
7: 08459
3: 455 555.
8: BBC Three right. Counties Radio. The last ten minutes of the show, you, you uh, vapists, you e-cigarette
7: smokers, you've, you've really... Uh, Maybe you've, you've realised I'm right. Maybe you've realised, you've accepted that you are weak people, you are addicted, and that you've not given up smoking. You've just moved, you've just shifted your addiction. You've, you've been looking f- in one direction uh, at smoking cigarettes and you've just kind of moved that view around 45 degrees uh, and you're now seeing his cigarettes. That's how, um, by the way, that's how um, David Copperfield, is he the magician that flies? Yes. That's how he made the Statue of Liberty disappear. What, by suggestion? No, 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 by, by mo- literally moving the audience. So the audience is sat. This is a great, this is a brilliant trick. I love David Copperfield. I think he's a wonderful magician. But his tricks are easy. Apart from the flying, I'm not... Wo- Sorry? How do you fly? Well, I've not worked that one out. Okay. But it's wires. Uh, it's, ultimately, it's wires. That's that's all you need to know. Where's the but, F? Well, he can't really fly. But basically, making the Statue of Liberty disappear. So, everyone's sat on like a podium, right, okay? And they're looking at the Statue of Liberty, right? And they see it at night time. Oh, there's the Statue of Liberty. Puts a big sheet up in front of it, right? <coughs> biff <Beep>, ba poof! <laughs> I think that's him, innit? The sheet that drops, the Statue of Liberty has disappeared. Oh. It hasn't disappeared. He's just, people have just shifted around ever so slightly because he's talking for ages and they're moving slightly, 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 slightly. They're not looking in the direction, the Statue of Liberty is there. They're not looking at the Statue of Liberty anymore. So it's misdirection. Yeah. It's the oldest trick in the book, apart from prostitution. Mm. That's, that's clever, though. There's a great, there's a great trick. Uh, and Paul Daniels is a fantastic magician. He's a brilliant magician. He used to own Saturday nights, right? One of my favourite Paul Daniels tricks is on YouTube, is he makes an elephant disappear in a field. <laughs> right? He makes it watch it on YouTube where I talk to Justin okay okay and then I'll tell you how it's done you'll be able to work out how it's done now after now that we've had this conversation okay it's go go it, it's brilliant he makes an elephant disappear i know how it's done i worked it out because that's the one yeah it's got johnny morris on it oh yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah Paul Daniel's Vanishing Elephant Illusion, if you you, to. Yeah, OK, you, you watch that. I'm going to speak to Justin now, all right?
16: OK. Hey, it.
7: You right, Just. Hey, boss, good morning. Hey, have you heard any shouts? Uh, no, hang not, on, you, Has anyone
16: no. whispered to you? Not yet, no. Oh. Uh, the uh, slogan of the breakfast show, uh, if you hear a whisper, give us a shout, um, so far in day one, is not producing the results that we were hoping for. OK.
7: Yeah.
4: Oh. I, I, can I give you an update on uh, on the social interaction of that
7: yeah. particular mm, phrase? Put it on Facebook. Mm. We normally get, well, yesterday, I think we got about 45 hits on mm. Facebook, 45 okay. comments on Facebook. But today on the Give us If you hear a shout Give us a whisper uh, One like One
4: comment Oh And on Twitter um, A couple of people Saying
7: that Someone said it's a bit uh, Alan Partridge bit I think yeah. they missed Maybe missed that I tell you what Scoines um, Why don't you watch that That video Yeah <laughs> It's like dealing with a child. It's like dealing with a baby. Yeah. It's like dealing. It's like dealing with a baby that's, mm. that um, hasn't even been born yet. Yeah. It's like dealing with an unborn baby, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it just? Yeah. Anyway, just. Mm.
16: Uh, we've been asking people to do their best Tarbucks today. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's been an interesting morning. I mean, obviously, uh, I've been talking about uh, the, the big topical news today, uh, talking about e-cigarettes, talking about body cams for police, but this, the big one, Jimmy Tarbuck impressions. I think yours is very good, actually, boss. Can you uh, give me a quick reminder? Hey, hey! <laughs> That's not bad, is it? It's very good, very good. So um, I've taken this one to the streets um, to get Jimmy Tarbuck impressions. Uh, just to warn you, the quality of this next package is particularly bad. But uh, here's what happened. Can you do a Tarbuck, sir? A Tarbuck? I have no idea what that is. Tarbuck? No. We, um, uh, well, Jimmy Tarbuck? No. I'm from Germany, I don't know. You've not heard of Jimmy Tarbuck in Germany? No, never. Dot Ian Lee back in our studio has been doing a very, very good Jimmy Tarbuck impression this morning. He's asked me to take this one to the streets. Can you give me your finest Jimmy Tarbuck impression, please?
11: You know what I'm talking about, sort of thing, isn't it? it,
16: doesn't, so that's it is.
11: doesn't he usually say something like, I'm, you, you know where I'm coming from or something like that? Uh, South
16: African. Oh, sorry. Scouser. <laughs> the best you got? Yeah, yeah. I think I'll take this one elsewhere. Cheers, boss. That's all right. Are you a decky learner? <laughs> hey? Nope. Huh? No, that's
26: what
5: was that? No, I said, are you a decky learner? Are, are you on the boats? Are you working on the ships? As, as an apprentice sort of a seaman.
0: What has Jimmy
16: Tarbuck ever said that? Well not again. Yes, I think he has. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I, I don't think the impression worked for me, but no, uh, we'll, no, we we I mean we'll, we'll see what our listeners think. Thanks very much, sir. Okay, cheers now. Hey Angil, can you do a tarbuck? What? A tarbuck?
24: Starbuck nah, 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 I don't know like him anyway
16: oh. <laughs> Nah, you're alright Have you got a message for Pri and Lee? Huh? No, no Got a message for Paul Scroins? Oh, Paul Scroins, yeah Yeah Got a message for Paul?
7: Yeah Morning Is that alright? Well, was that alright, Paul? Yeah, morning Okay mm. uh, Are you a ducky diver? Yeah that What? D- don't get that one
15: no, I don't, get, no, that don't
7: get that one. Don't get that one. Talk never said ducky. So, oh, disappointing there on yeah. the old, uh, impression front.
16: Sorry, boss, but mm. uh, that I have to say, take it as a compliment to yourself. That yep. obviously people are, yeah. are very very scared to to try and do that impression because yours is is, is so good. Is hey this hey! yeah.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Justin, excellent stuff. Speak to you tomorrow. Thanks, Paul. Ta ta. Uh, Paul's going, during that report, you you took a phone call and you had the look of horror as though someone had written Red Ram on your door in your hotel room. What just happened there? Okay.
4: I just took a call from an anonymous listener Uh, to the program. Yeah. Let me just recreate it for you. So all I can say is that it was a woman, I think, unless they were speaking through some sort of computer program. Yep, yep,
7: yep, 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 yep.
4: You are about to reveal a trick. Yeah. I'm from the magic circle. Oh. Be very careful about what you do next. Okay. And then I said, what? Yeah. And she said, be very careful about what you do next.
7: Have you just been threatened by Faye Presto? I think so. A lady magician has phoned up to threaten you? Yeah. How scared are you on a scale of one to scared? I what 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 can magicians do to you finally and that's they pull out flowers from their sleeve
12: do you know what they could do? was this
7: your card? <laughs>
12: <laughs> they could make you disappear.
7: Well, well, that's what I'm worried about. Well, they can't. Because what they do is they'll no, make you step into a, a, a secret cabinet. Yeah,
12: but no one will ever be able to see him. Exactly. He'll be there. He'll no. be able to hear everything. No, say, no, no, no. Ke- go to want Kelly. to join in. Kelly, magic isn't.
7: There's not real magic. They'll just make him step into a secret uh, partition at Dude, the back of the cupboard. Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I don't want to. But be he part... He can't get out. I don't want to be part of this. Well, they have made of pretty flimsy wood. He'd be able to kick his way out if they he needed to.
4: Have threatened me. I don't but, want to look <clears> in. Don't, did don't, did don't you watch the video of Paul Daniels making an elephant disappear? I did, and I can't, I can't work out how it happened, right. and I don't want to know how
7: it happened. Yes and I don't do. want you to tell me how yes it happened you do because want to know. I don't want to face the wrath. Yes, you do want of to the know. It's a circle of magic. Yes, you do want to know. Don't mime a circle. It's a magic circle. So, what happens is it's to do with flaps. Oh, gosh. It's to do with elephant Elephants flaps.
4: Elephants don't have flaps. It's uh, no, he ears? He, she, he, she. Uh, All right, mate, no
7: need to question their, their uh, genderality. Oh, I, I, well, they might have been speaking through uh, an accomplice. You've mentioned that. A, an accomplice. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, do you know the greatest disappointment in my life? The greatest disappointment in my life was finding out that when you put a, a glass to your, wa- your ear and push it up against the wall, you can't hear what the neighbours are saying. Really? Yeah, you can not It doesn't work. <laughs> Films have lied to me my whole time I remember doing it as a youngster And just thinking oh, no. That was the first time I realised you should question everything It's the first time I thought Right, turns out that films and books Are not necessarily telling the truth I'm going to question everything Everything You never tried it? Don't work, I won't bother They do it in movies 50s, don't do it with that cup of coffee, or will go in your ear They do it in old movies Ah, oh, the neighbours are hearing an argument You're going to hear a little
12: <laughs> <laughs> they're that? Doing
7: Dutch films? Who is that <laughs> what, what happened there? Was he from the Magic Circle? <laughs> is, is a magician. There's a magician in the
6: building. <laughs> Was this your card?
7: <laughs> How did he do it? He's blown my mind. No, listen, there's a strange... um will oh, be fine. He walked past. That's okay. There's a strange gentleman walking past. It's fine. Don't worry. We, we can deal with it. I don't feel threatened in the slightest. So, yeah. I've just told you my life's biggest disappointment. Maybe we can do that tomorrow. But, back to the thing. So, Paul Daniels... Oh has got an elephant, right, in a field. There's an elephant in a field, right? You're about to be murdered. I know, by a magician. Is that a magician? Are you a magician? No, I wish I was. There's an elephant in a field, and what happens is...
8: Paul Daniels
7: gets the tent, and he sets the magic...
8: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
7: BBC
11: Three Counties Radio. Great North Road looking rather slow on the sensors heading southbound to the Black Cat roundabout. Also take a look at the M1 the broken car, has broken down car sorry, has now been removed. That was just before Junction 12 for Flitwick. In Bishop's Wind Windhill at the moment is closed between Bells Hill and Wentworth Drive that's due to those overrunning roadworks that have been taking place. Take a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise, rather slow moving at the moment between Junction 19 for Watford and Junction 16, the M40. Taking a look at the Local live departure boards across the three counties and the, looks to be running well on the trains. No reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much.
7: Well, it turns out we're being censored from explaining how that trick with the elephant and the flaps worked. Unbelievable. JVS is up next. We're back tomorrow at six. Ta ta local and
3: vocal across beds hearts and bucks
8: this is bbc three counties radio
21: thank you ian good morning welcome to the jbs show i'm jonathan vernon smith it's
15: thursday it's 9 o'clock and on today's big phone in should there be a nighttime time